following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan it's time for the huge show from the east side to the west side to the UP the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE that's 1-866-838-4843 now the huge one Bill Simonson What's up, Michigan? It is time to get together on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show, 19 stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. There you can listen to the free stream weekdays at 3. And on the iHeart app, just search The Huge Show, and you can listen anywhere in the world where you get mobile service. Inside this broadcast, we'll talk about Michigan State. Just when you thought it was safe to go back in the green and white water. They lose to Iowa. Iowa plays no defense. Spartans had their bench not show up. The same bench that was instrumental in the win at Michigan. Now you're looking at their final four games and they're back. They they go from, hey, they could be a five or six seed or end up the second best team in the Big Ten, possibly, or two or three in the Big Ten tournament. So if they go lose three of the last four, they might not make the NCAA tournament. What am I going to do if there's no Michigan or Michigan State? Hope Central wins the MAC. Let's go get a watch party. Going on in Mount Pleasant with our affiliate AM1280. I'd like to be a fly on the wall with Izzo talking to that team after that game. It's a huge loss. They were knocking on the door of the top 25 again. I don't know what it is. But they have had about... And I get the emotional letdown to a point. Two big road wins, especially beating Michigan in Ann Arbor. But there are times when guys look like they don't want to be there. And you can, you see that with Michigan. Now, I, I'm not going to say it's Izzo. But there is no NBA talent on that roster right now. Carr may have a chance if he refines his offensive game. None. Zero. None of those. No one's. They might play overseas in Finland. Uh, the Danish Super League. I don't know. But you can't lose at home. Tom Penderson, who follows me on Twitter, the former Texas coach, said, what's up? They were preseason top 10 in every single magazine, and they can't beat Iowa at home? I privately texted Tom. I said, why are you ripping me? People are like, hey, Carr's not playing enough. Booker's not playing enough. He's not playing young guys who can't score when he's chasing points. 
in tight games, like Michigan in the second half, and like Iowa last night. He's not going to throw a bunch of freshmen out there when he's down in a game he has to win, and he ends up losing. I'm trying to think the over-under on objects Izzo threw against the Spartan locker room wall. Probably, I'll go with five. That's a bad loss. I don't. You can slice it, dice it. Now you can say oh, I didn't have a lot of expectations. That's that's just a bad loss. And they were kind of cleaning themselves up for a typical March run. I still think they'll make the tournament, but they can't go lose three of these last four. Now Clayton Safey's going to join us. Were you at the Michigan Michigan State game last oh, yeah. Saturday night? Yep. Uh, Spartans looked good in the second half. They did. Yeah, and Michigan didn't and turned the ball over too much. But, yeah, M- MSU's played well recently until last night. Yeah, I, I just can't lose at home. And I, I, I do stop and think of the late Saturday night game. They don't get back. Again, I'm not making excuses. And you turn around and you play on Monday night. So it was prime for that uh, no motivational speech needed zone. Tuesday. Right. Or Tuesday, excuse me. Whatever day it was. Yeah. I mean, it was. It, it happens. For it was sure. right there. Let down. I just, I, there's something missing with this team. I, I, I DVR'd the game and I'm watching and they're flat. You know, I, I, I get the game after Michigan, but it's not like Michigan. Michigan State was for first place in the Big Ten. Two teams struggling to survive, right? Hey, what day is it right now? Is this is this Tuesday or Wednesday? <laughs> this is Wednesday. I know, I know it is. We got Eric saying too. You know, you know Eric Clayton. I do. Yeah. When you were growing yeah. up, did you listen to him on the radio? I did. Yeah, we've been yeah. in this. He's a legend. We've, been, we've done the show with you. I before. know. Hey, well, one time before, but he asked me. He specifically asked for you not to be here. That's, that's, I, mean, that's I, I don't believe that. I don't believe any bit of that. That's that's. It's he's been like that all. That does week. sound like me. Clayton. Yeah, he's been like that all week. He's been like very aggressive and hurtful, saying these. Oh, things week just the week. Well, well, he'll be quiet because he doesn't know squat about Michigan or Michigan State. So. Oh, that's ridiculous. I know a good coach when I see one in Juwan Howard. And everybody knows that. And I don't know why you've been so hard on the guy. Because aren't you a Michigan slappy? Oh, no. It depends what, what season it is. Basketball season, the Michigan fan will call me an Izzo slappy. Football season, they'll call me a Michigan slappy. That's it. So... Oh, hold on. Why? Why? I want to ask you one thing, though. When you said Howard was a good coach, no, we're not getting out of this right now. Clayton, stand by. Is that uh, why? Why do you think Juwan Howard's a good coach? Well, he looks like he knows a lot about basketball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's. I don't know. All right. Well, let's get back to the college basketball studio here. He looks like he knows a lot about basketball. He, you know, he's, he's tall. He has a resume. He's, he's tall. very tall. <laughs> He's a tall uh, man. Clayton, is he gonna I, I don't your word manual, you you have to you don't want to fire him. You say, hey Juwan, yeah. look and see if you wanna go back into the NBA as an assistant. Uh maybe you wanna go follow your kids playing, you know, G League, NBA, wherever they're doing uh hoops. Uh not fire him. Juwan leaves with I I've chosen to, you know, concentrate on my health and family, right? There's the typical exit that's sitting there for him it is he was asked about that on saturday after the michigan state loss though and he said you know was that game on saturday or sunday that game was on saturday yeah we're off a day everybody's Um, off a day (laughs) but but zane's gonna break down good coaches just based on because they're tall i think the height of the coaches yeah 
I mean, it's a decent metric. Um, no, but he was asked about that. Are he you said, back in his stance? Kind of in a way. I think he's just trying to get I'm a word. To be nice. He's trying to say no, something. You keep, you you keep jump, interrupting him. You, having <laughs> you in for a basketball segment is one of the worst decisions of my life. We now join Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com already in progress. <laughs> Will Juwan Howard be the coach next fall when they start practice? Yeah, I mean, when the team's 8 and 18, it's hard to predict that he would be. Um, you know, it, but, you know, kind of what we were just saying. He was asked, hey, would you reconsider? Do you want to continue coaching Michigan? And he said he's never quit anything in his life and and that, you know, he wants to to stay and, and do that. And I think part of that um, is, yeah, he's really never had this type of failure in his basketball career. If you go through his career as a player, they've never had tough seasons like this as a coach, as an assistant with the Miami Heat. So it's it's tough for everybody involved here. If he walked away and decided to – to walk away for health reasons or to go back in the NBA. I mean, he was getting head coaching interviews in the NBA before he came to Michigan. He could have got some too uh, in some of these years while he was at Michigan. He would uh, he would be walking away from a pretty big buyout from Michigan if they were if they were to fire him. They would owe him, I think, three million dollars. So uh, I think it would make it tough for for Jawan Howard to want to walk away like that. But if you're Ward Manuel, you have a tough decision to make. He said last week that he wasn't going to. He hasn't thought about making any changes in the basketball program. He's only focused on supporting Jawan Howard in the program. And, I mean, that sounds like AD speak to me. Like, he's not going to make a move here before the end of the year. I don't think things could get any worse at this point. They just lost their second leading scorer now in Olivier Kamwa for the season to a wrist injury. So you kind of play this out, and I think Ward Manuel's got a really tough decision to make at the end of the year because this guy, you know, Jawan Howard is a Michigan basketball legend in terms of what he did as a player. He had some success early on in his tenure, but things are just not trending in the right direction. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, at all if we're looking at a, a change here at the end of the year. Here's what I'm feeling, that Ward Manuel is going to come in and say, with Juwan's health issues that crept into the beginning of the season, with injuries, with transfers, I'm going to give him one more year, uh, or at least he, we're going to give him another shot and a full season because he's Ward's guy. That that's how I think this maybe, will play out. And with stipulations, maybe I mean you got to make some changes with the assistant coaches potentially. You know, I'm not sure. Yeah, but they looked the problem, pretty good but... when Martelli was coaching them, and Juwan was uh, recovering from the heart ailment. Yeah, I, I they said had a good this start. immediately yeah. when Juwan came back, compared to how they were coached with Martelli, that you you saw a big drop off. Look at those huddles. Watch the DVR of the game. You were there. Look at Izzo's huddle, everybody in a circle, assistants talking, everybody, Izzo's talking. And then Juwan's huddle has like two guys here, two guys here, Juwan with a board, and the assistants are off to the side. It didn't look organized at all, Clayton. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I've noticed it too, being at a lot of these games and, and watching, you know, road games on TV and everything, and you get kind of both perspectives. And I mean, the body language with the team, you know, and rightfully so, right? I mean, if you're losing or – you know, you're making all these mistakes and you've only won eight of your, you know, 20 whatever games it's been at this point. Body language is going to be, you know, not not the best. Um, but it has looked like that where they're comp- they're playing hard and, you know, they're competing, but there's just something missing with yeah the organization. The, the It's the head coach is the issue. Yeah, and it's not the most talented roster either in the world. I mean, we could talk about Michigan State not having maybe guys that are going to be drafted in the NBA, and I agree with you on that. Uh, this coming year, but Michigan's got, you know, much less talent than that, much less depth. 
as well. And part of that is on the coaching staff, right? You construct the roster if you're the coaching staff. And Juwan Howard said after the game on Saturday night that, hey, it takes time for all these new pieces to come together. They have one freshman, three incoming transfers. All the three transfers played big roles. Well, it's February, it was February 18th when he said that. And, okay, fine, you know, season hasn't gone the way you wanted it to. Well, what makes him think that it's going to be any different next year? Because the transfers you brought in don't have any eligibility left, at least most of them. A lot of guys aren't going to come back. You know, there are guys with decisions to make. The younger guys could transfer anyway. So almost every year in college basketball, you're going to have to be retooling your roster. So, you know, the obvious follow-up is what makes next year any different, whether or not he's the coach. So I think that that's what makes it tough for Ward Manuel. Direction of the program is is what matters, not, you know, what struggles they've had throughout this year and, and, you know, different things that have happened to him and injuries and Doug McDaniel not playing in road games. What is he going to do next, and is he the right guy to moving forward? And is there the right replacement, too? I mean, I mean that, that's always a big part of it. The right. people overlook, mostly. But there, well, there are great coaches there When you there. don't have talent, you don't have an established NIL that's a huge key. Uh, yeah. program right now for money. Who is going to go there and take that job? And one other thing with Howard that really has bothered me. Tom Izzo will say, I coached a poor game, like second half of Minnesota, or whatever game it is. I've never heard Juwan Howard once, once, this season, last year, ever say, you know what, I need to coach better. Never. I haven't heard it. Have you heard it? No, I mean, he says as little as any coach or player that I've ever He'll seen blame players. at a press conference. He'll call them out. He, he's pretty hesitant about that. But collectively, not as individuals. Sometimes collectively he's done right. more of that this year, which, I, by the way, is a little bit more refreshing to me than – the times, you know, last year when they didn't make the tournament and they're losing all these games, and he wouldn't blame a single player, like, or even the team as a collective at all and really didn't say much. So at least this year he's diagnosing some of the issues more. But the problem is, as we all know, is there haven't been enough solutions to those issues, and it's getting it's not getting better or getting worse. It's just staying the same, you know, as a bad team going through the Big Ten, which is a huge issue in and of itself. And, and like I said, Olivier Kama is now up for the year. Doug McDaniel's not playing on Thursday at Northwestern. What's that road? Uh, I mean, I don't uh, know Home suspension play. or play at home suspended on the road. Never been done before ever in any sport. I've never seen that. I've never seen it. I saw John Beeline said on the Big Ten Network, he's never seen it either. He said you would rather have him be out for every game for a month and then back. Now, I think the issue with why they're doing this is because he's had academic issues. So, hey, don't let him travel. He's not going to miss class because of this. You know, he's going to have to stay home and, and study and everything else. And I know spring break's coming up next week, so he'll probably play in those games. But it's unheard of. And, look, you could use it as an excuse if you're the Michigan coaching staff. We didn't have our starting point guard in the road games here the last five, and they've gotten outscored by an average margin of 21.4 points. But it's also an indictment on the organization of the Michigan basketball program that they had a player – go through this given all the resources they have academically it's out of control. at the University of Michigan. I drive by almost every day uh, in Ann Arbor, the beautiful academic center for the athletes at Michigan, and it's tremendous. And you hear about all the resources they have, and they talk about you know the people that, that, that help them with all that, and the fact that there was this failure is, is an indictment. We'll see uh, if he continues another year. Uh, I have a question. Uh, go ahead, Eric. Uh, uh, welcome to the show, by Thank the way. You. Eric Zane. I'm glad to be here. I've just been er- taking er- it all in. Eric Zane Show podcast. Clayton Safey is really good. He's from Grand well, Rapids. Yeah, that's what I wanted Family's to know. Family's a big, a big fan of uh, all your radio stops, all 43. And by the way, I was at the Griffins game last weekend. 
Oh, thank you. Did a great very, job. Very sweet. Oh, thank you. You Elite. thanked him before he before he said you did a well, great I just, job. This is why I thanked him for coming to the game. <laughs> no, yeah, he goes, you did a great job. He goes, uh, and Zane's the only guy that thanks you before Yeah, I was predicting he that. Was he was good. Yeah, I, I, know, that's I, what I, I was What say, I want to know is how come when Clayton is indicting the team, he seems so polite about it, and you, you seem like you're so malicious. Okay. You, you seem like you're attacking. Uh, you know what? I, what, what I why do you do I let that? him sit in the first segment well, just because I, I you can't be more diplomatic. You're always very aggressive. Well, he writes for the Wolverine.com. <laughs> yeah, you need a little he, bit. He has to have Clayton diplomacy. Is, he lives in Ann Arbor. Clayton is so sweet in describing these things, and you're all like like mean. I mean <laughs> <laughs> I you know what? It's like very uh, Clayton, we're almost one at the sided. halfway point of the week with Zane with Superfly <laughs> going on the rattlesnake. Where, where is Superfly? He's on a rattlesnake club hunt out in Arizona. Very uncomfortable. His, is that real? That's his vacation. It's real. Okay. Seriously. That's awesome. Yeah. Were you making fun of him? No. I, his family <laughs> is like rattlesnake hunters. What are you that's, making fun that's of? That's amazing. <laughs> uh, Clayton, by the way, at the Wolverine.com, part of that great team. You can follow everything. Uh, University of Michigan football, basketball. Zane's joining as a Michigan <laughs> basketball Intern. Columnist, yeah. Uh, okay, uh, Chris Ballas, Anthony Broom, Eric Zane, and Clayton Safey. Uh, Eric Zane. I wouldn't even know what to ask. You know, I think Juwan, they should have six more wins just based on his height. In those press conferences, do you ever have someone who just says, you know, why do you lose so much? Does anybody ever, like, stupid questions? Say, say something dumb, like I would say? Well, there are dumb questions. What's the dumbest one you've For ever sure. heard at a Michigan press conference? Football or basketball? Uh, Come on. I can't remember. You don't have to say a name. Well, there were a lot of dumb ones when we were going through and you get to the playoff, right? Because you're covering this team all year and then you get to the Rose Bowl. For football, you're talking. Yeah, for football and with the sign stealing and everything else. Or or people trying to get creative, asking Jim Harbaugh, are you going to be here next year? It's like, this guy is a steel trap. Like He's not going to say anything. But they they you know find every which way to ask questions that they think no one's ever asked before. Like... You know, what are you planning for next year? And you know, are you oh, trying go to, to the trying to lock him in that he's staying right. or going? Right? When this what guy's was your in, feeling when you cheated? Something like stuff. Oh well, yeah, stuff like that. And <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, but J- they don't realize that Jim Harbaugh's been in front of the microphone for forty years now as a player and coach, and okay. can pretty much get out of any situation. He didn't cheat. There's no. no. Is there any proof no, of him cheating? Because oh, Zane, nonsense. Zane, Zane on Monday show, whatever day it is. The, I, I forget what day it is. Uh, working with Zane, I really do, and that can be good or bad. Is that Zane says Harbaugh is a cheater, and I said, has there been any proof? Why? Why has? Why hasn't the man been identified on the sidelines? Michigan State should know who's on their sidelines. CMU should know who's wearing CMU coaching I gear. I told you they were on in their on sidelines. It. I told you they were. McElwain, the head coach, Absolutely. is in on it. Absolutely, they're pals. Has that idea been floated? Has that conspiracy theory? I mean, McIlwain was at Michigan. Yeah, so he's like, oh yeah. So was what? Uh, there so was, Harbaugh called so Hey, Warner hey I got this guy. What, there was a couple other guys on the staff. It's yeah, some here. so some lower guys that were lower was it level. Warner? Or who else was it? No, I, uh, no, not Warner. But there's a couple other guys that were lower level, like quality control. Yeah, that coaches. worked with him. How about when they Michigan fired the uh, linebackers coach because he was deleting all the stuff, all the files and stuff, all the defense? Was that coach's name who got fired? No, just it was the when, quarterback coach. Wasn't no, it? Was, no, those linebackers, Chris Partridge, but no. yeah, that guy. He was stealing files. Who was the other guy files. that got fired? Uh, that Weiss. Weiss, yeah, unrelated. Unrelated. Yeah, not, yeah focus, Bill. And then one We're talking about Harbaugh's cheating, not okay. not unrelated things. And has Harbaugh ever been connected to any cheating? There has no. Uh, I mean, nothing's come Thank out of on that yet. Yeah, no. Thank you. Yet. 
NFL hasn't said. I mean, a they've word dug about pretty it. deep. The NFL's not going to say a word out. about it. They got a golden boy. Harbaugh's great for everything. Oh, so Harbaugh all of a sudden's great in the NFL, but he's not great he's at great Michigan. At college. Saying, he's great at college. He's great in pros. He won a national championship because he cheated. <laughs> Connor Stallions. Did you guys watch the Lions Cowboys game out in L.A. with Connor Stallions? I did not. Ballas said, but he I did. do know people that did. Ballas, Wait, what? Ballas, what are you talking about? He watched the Lions Cowboys game. Out at U- Universal Studios, I think it was, uh-huh. with Connor Stallions. Wait, who? Michigan wa- was getting ready to play Alabama yeah. on New Year's Day in the right. college football playoff. Ballas and some other media members went to a bar to watch okay. Cowboys that Saturday night game. They ran right? into him. And they ran into Connor Stallions. That is so cool. Didn't he? Uh, He's he, a celeb. I think he was doing cameos for a little bit too. Stallions. <laughs> didn't yeah. make a buck, man. Didn't Barstool? Didn't he show up and deliver like the? Yeah, the, yeah the he, needs, take he needs to yeah. lean into that. That is a that is a goal. He mark. hasn't been charged. Oh no! There's well, no there's, crime there's nothing committed. to charge. Him I still, for. of course, it's not Zane, illegal to cheat. Zane, I want you to go to a football stadium. We'll just go to high school stadium. You can go to yeah. Forest Hills Eastern Stadium, and you can sit. Uh, we'll do five rows up. Yeah, and then you take your iPhone with. Which you have, you got, you know, you got rid of the burner phone after twenty years. You have an iPhone, yep, and you shoot across the field, of course, and you really see if that's going to give you better video than your entire state-of-the-art video room could. That's taping a game nine different ways and getting film from schools. I was appreciative of the stat that showed J.J. McCarthy once the lid was blown off this, he turned into like the worst quarterback in America. He stunk. From the moment stunk. he stunk, they won the moment the it was it was fantastic. He threw for three hundred yards the, right the game after. Thank you. He was horrible. He's gonna be like a he's gonna be he, Mister Irrelevant in the draft. He played with one arm at Penn State. Oh, he was awful. He made key throws, some NFL throws against a very solid Ohio State defense. Yeah. Against Alabama, yeah, he wasn't good, but he came through on the final drive. He's right? Trent Dilfer. He is a game manager. What do, what do you think? But now he's he's simply known as a national champion. Think, and he's projected as a top 10 pick in the draft. Well, somebody's going to get the next Jamarcus Russell. That's what they're going to get. You, you, were, you, <laughs> you, Clayton, you, you tweeted a story about uh, McCarthy's NFL stock value. What do you yeah. think it is? I, I will say not as deep and dark as Captain Psycho, but <laughs> I, I'm not sure about J.J. in the NFL. No. I'm not. I'm not sold yet. Okay. I'm not sold on any quarterback coming into the NFL. I'm not sold the, on Caleb Williams. The hit rate for and Ryan Rosillo has done a great job breaking this down throughout the, the years. The old ESPN host. Yeah. He, so he has a podcast now, but he breaks down these first round quarterbacks and the hit rate on them for becoming your guy. Right. If you're still on the team, you know, for your second contract or whatever his. So it'd be five years. Right? Yeah, something like that, and it's about fifty percent. That you know, so half of these guys that we all love coming out of the college are going to end up on another team in a few years, or the backup, or whatever it is, the criteria that meets there. So, no, I mean, you never, you just don't know. I mean, there are guys that look like sure things that you don't know. I, I like JJ as a player. I think that the offense Michigan had didn't necessarily, you know, he could have thrown it around a lot more if he was in Washington's offense or something like that. But they're pro style. They run the play action. You run the football a lot. So there aren't all those opportunities for him to make the splash plays. But they're there on his highlights. I like him a lot as a prospect. I like him a lot as a as an individual who is going to interview really well at the combine next uh, week. 
And the more and more scouts are watching of him, it sounds like he's moving up these draft boards. And you know why he's moving up the draft boards? I'm going I'm, I'm to tell you why. Because yeah. the NFL is pro football. It's not five wide yeah. and throw 57 times a game. And quarterbacks don't run as much in the NFL. They don't. So Caleb Williams, last half of his senior year, didn't sell me. He's going to be one, whether the commanders trade up or the Bears take him. Jane mm-hmm. Daniels at LSU never had a big game against quality opponent this year. Won the Heisman. Yeah. All right? Uh, Drake May, again, North Carolina, how many quality teams did he play? Yeah, he's 6'4", he's 225. I get all that. And now you look at the fourth quarterback after those three, it's J.J., mm-hmm. who was in a pro set. And and think about his receivers outside of Roman Wilson and Loveland, right? He didn't have some Marvin Harrison Jr. He didn't have some top 10 uh, mock draft guy. And I think because he is a pro-style quarterback, that's why J.J. McCarthy, whether it's at 10 or 13 on these mock drafts I'm looking at, his stock is rising. Did you happen to see the video of Caleb Williams when he was sobbing in his mommy's arms in that one game? Did you see that? I wouldn't draft him for that reason alone. I, they, they it was awful. Bears missed on Mahomes, and they think yeah. he is the next Mahomes. This is why there's this Caleb I like Fields. Williams, Give I, him some pieces. Fields said on some podcasts I saw today, he says, hey, man, I yeah. don't, I'm not planning on leaving. I don't want to go anywhere. He's experienced. I thought he was getting better. He looks good every time he plays – the Lions. The Bears are trash. That's why. <laughs> that is why the Bears are going to continue to stink because they're going to. They, they might pull some stunt like drafting Williams and start all over. That's awful. If you ask me right now, out of Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, and you look at Drake May, who should be the three top three quarterbacks all gone before five or six, right? Yeah. yeah. That JJ's that fourth quarterback, and he's. And I think when those three are gone. There's going to be a big market for J.J. The crazy question uh, is this one here that I want you to think about, Clayton. Would Harbaugh trade Herbert? Nah. No, he's too No, good. he loves Herbert. He loves Herbert. Would he, would he, I know. Would he trade him to get J.J.? <laughs> no, and that would, be, that would be insane, right? I mean, Herbert has so much potential, and he has shown a lot, and I know he was hurt. He'd go right year. on the clock if he traded Herbert. I mean, you just don't do it. But I what's mean, the clock in L.A.? Who cares? Your fan base well, is down have, in San Diego. They have dozens you, of fans. And you ditched them. Yeah. Right? All right, so well, we'll talk more about J.J. Eric Zane, actually, with a couple good questions to finish late in the first segment from the Eric Zane Show podcast. It's a great podcast. You ever listen to his podcast? No. No one, he no one does. He, he, no he, one does. You don't, you don't have, it's horrible. I, I feel like I'm, <laughs> I, not like this is good. a deposition right now. It's so not that good. Uh, Clean Safey, have you ever listened to the Eric Zane Show podcast? Clean, Clean just say no. He, say he no. doesn't. I listen. have. I don't listen. Not His family likes you. No, nobody likes yeah, you. Okay. <laughs> Eric Zane filling in, producing. Uh, we have Clayton for the next hour or so, and then NFL certified NFL PA agent uh, David Gregory from Bull Rush Sports will talk uh, about – uh, all the mock drafts about positioning, about trades, about players wanting to play in a city uh, from Bull Rush. He'll join us and the college football playoff deal, which we'll get to that too. If uh, Clayton, if you want to join in, one 838 4843. That's 1-866-838 Hughes. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Our Flying Ace Whiskey Huge question of the day How good of an NFL quarterback do you think? J.J. McCarthy will be. Zane has already said trash. I, 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 I think he'll be okay. Mr. I Irrelevant. 
He's going to be the last pick in the draft. Okay. <laughs> Might get you to Super Bowl. Well, we'll talk about that. I want to right. answer the fly and ace whiskey. Huge question of the day. How good of a quarterback will J.J. be in the NFL? Uh, Add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. From Petoskey to Detroit, this show is huge. Hi, I'm Lauren and I work for Meyer. People ask, why do I shop there? It's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals on Fresh from Meyer family pack chicken thighs for $1.49 per pound and blackberries for 99 cents. Plus, I can save even more with M-Perks when I shop in-store, online, and with every qualifying prescription filled at the Meyer Pharmacy. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com at MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. There's a new player in town. Hi, I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver, and I'm talking about Eagle Casino and Sports, the real money mobile casino. It's so easy to play. You can go from wager to winner to wallet, just like that. Sign up now and we'll match your deposit up to $1,500. Or you can get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Bill Simonson here for my good friends from Urban U. They are Michigan's preferred med spa. Three locations in the West Michigan area, and you'll find an Urban U in Northville. Online, you can see all their skin services they offer at theurbanu.com. So the prepping season is here for the guests to come into Urban U. And if you're thinking about it, you can take care of everything during the winter from cool sculpting, laser hair removal, skin rejuvenation, and skin vibe for skin health. Now, these services are done in multiple sessions, and winter is the perfect time to start so guests can see visible results by the time they get to spring break, vacations, and even the summer. Find out more at theurbanu.com. That is theurbanu.com. The prepping season is underway, and it's time to think about your skin health as you get ready for that trip, that spring break, or the summer. Find out more at theurbanu.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is on vacation. Eric Zane from the Eric Zane Show podcast is producing, also sitting in at times this week. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com, one of our Michigan insiders, joining us. You got a Michigan question? You can join in on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1 866 838 4843. Easiest way, at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. Flying Ace Whiskey, huge question of the day. How good of an NFL quarterback do you think J.J. McCarthy will be? You can answer that throughout the show. Clayton in for another 40 minutes. Then David Gregory, NFL PA certified agent, lawyer by day. He is with Bull Rush Sports Management. They're based in West Michigan. We'll talk about the upcoming combine. He'll answer the Flying Ace Whiskey huge question of the day. And also we'll talk about the college football playoff deal, which guarantees the four highest rated conference champions. And then what is it? And then seven or one other spot, right? Five highest rated and then seven others. Or so five highest rated. Yep. So you have your power four now and then one more. So what was it before? What was the changes then? Was it six? It was six and six, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was going to be six and six. Because of the Pac-12. Yeah, it was going to be the five and then it was going to be the top group of five. Right, because I was looking at people like, well, if Notre Dame's uh, the fifth highest rated, well, I'm sorry, they're going to need to join a conference. They don't play play a conference championship game. Why, why, Why should they get an edge, right? I agree, but yeah, the crazy part of it, and it's weird when you see it, we all kind of knew this, right, when we knew the system. But you see it in writing. I saw you know people tweeting it. If Notre Dame's the number one team in the country, they're going to be the number five seed and have to play in that first round. They won't be able to get a bye because they're not a champion. Well, they don't play a conference championship. Exactly. Game. Yeah. That's it. So join and, the and they're choosing to do that, right? I mean, they get the money from the NBC deal, and they you know kind of have this pride about being an independent, which is fine, but it has consequences, just like anything does, right? I mean, it might be easier for them to get in because they don't have to play a conference championship game but they won't be rewarded with a first-round buy. Whereas if you're in the Big Ten, it's going to be harder to get in because you have more competition, maybe tougher schedule, the extra game at the conference championship. So there are pluses and minus to, uh, minuses to both of them. But certainly, uh, you know, there's that downside that is is pretty pretty jarring to look at, that they would be the number one team but have to be the fifth seed. What's interesting, too, is that you get the Big Ten SEC uh, meeting – and I know right now they got the college football playoff in the top five instead of six. It'll be interesting if the Pac-2, how that works out. If I guess if one of those two teams are... are they? Yeah, they're technically still a conference. I know. Right? I, I don't know when that ends. I know they just uh, settled with their former commissioner. Yeah. Right? And they're going to basically the, play my guy who, teams. who ruined the whole Ruin, thing. Now he's, the whole thing. Well, he had his Apple he's gone. He had his Apple TV deal. But this Big Ten SEC... Meeting, I, I don't, you know, with the college football playoff, because you wonder, you know, when, when will the day come that the Big Ten and SEC might tell the rest of college football, and it could be at the next revisit of the deal, right? Where no, we want, we each want three guaranteed spots of the twelve, right? Yeah, and you know what, they are going to have a lot of leverage and control, and they just came out. What was that? A couple weeks ago with. 
that the Big Ten and SEC are basically going to, you know, partner in terms of now it, it sounds like the alliance. Remember the alliance a, a couple of years ago, it was Big Ten, ACC, Pac-12, and they were all going to do what's in the best interest of each other. And then the Big Ten just decided to poach four teams from the Pac-12. So they could always go back on these things, but it sounds like they're going to meet quite a bit and try to, you know, throw their influence in the ring when it comes to a lot of these decisions. So, yeah, they could absolutely say that. And I don't think conference realignment is done either. We could see Florida State leave the ACC. We could see Clemson leave the ACC. And then once those things happen, there are other dominoes that come into play. So, yeah, I think absolutely the Big Ten and SEC are going to have a ton of influence in this new world of the playoff and just the way college athletics are going. Yeah, and what they're going to do is that uh, you're going to get basically what they have on the table. They could tear it up and rework it if they want to expand to 16 and say, take advantage of the money while we can, right? Yeah, there's always going to be more money to be made. TV would offer that up in a heartbeat. Yeah, I mean, there's... That's the thing. Once we've gone down this slope of basically every decision we make in college sports has to do with money, you can just keep going down that road. Well, why not just go to 16? Why are you giving guys buys? Why not? That could be. A, but they want the security of a buy, too, if you're a Big Ten or SEC, right? Yeah. That, but their uh, Tony Petiti, who uh, is always looking out for the best interest of the conference, uh, <laughs> he favors 16. That's why they're beginning more talks with the college football playoff committee, with Notre Dame, with ADs involved, where, by the way, Ward Manuel is going to be the new college football playoff chair, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's so good at getting out in front of things. That should be good there. <laughs> he's really good on that. Yeah, so why not go to 16? The hypocrisy is D3, D2, play 2014 formats. Football, yeah. FCS, football subdivision, you know, they play – they play 24 teams. There's money to be made because you don't know if that money's going to be there long term. That's true. When does the well dry up? Now, you got all these streaming platforms. I don't think the money is going anywhere anytime soon. Someday you could watch college football on Netflix. I, I mean, we're already doing it on Peacock. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised right? at all. They're gonna get, when, when contracts open up for bidding. Or they might take, hey, let's do the four extra games and let's throw them on – uh, wait a minute, uh, Paramount wants to bid. Sure. Right, you get all this. So we'll talk more about it. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com in studio, part of that great team of Chris Ballas, Anthony Broom, Doug Skeen, John Borton, and all the guys who bring you up to date on Michigan football, basketball, and all Michigan athletics. If you want to answer our flying ace whiskey, huge question of the day, how good of an NFL quarterback do you believe J.J. McCarthy will be. You can answer that in the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. The 51-year sportsman's tradition continues. It's Outdoor Rema at the Suburban Collection Showplace, February 22nd through the 25th. Four football fields of outdoor equipment, boats, and activities. Buy your fishing boat from dealers who know how to rig them right. Meet the lodge operators and guides from Michigan to Africa. Hunting and fishing gear, seminars with guides and pros. Great deals on fishing boats and pontoons. And the lumberjacks are back. Free crossover admission to the Condens and Lakefront Living Show. It's Outdoor Rema at the Suburban Collection Showplace, February 22nd through the 25th. 
Huge here with a reminder that this Friday, 3 until 6, I'm broadcasting statewide from Suburban Collection Showplace in Novi. Outdoor Rama 2024 is happening this weekend, and you can join me at the Impact Power Sports setup at Outdoor Rama at Suburban Collection Showplace in Novi. And Lomas Brown will be there on Friday, former Lion, 2 until 4. You can see Lomas Brown's Lions golf cart. You could win and meet him at the Impact Power Sports setup at Outdoor Rama at Suburban Collection Showplace. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Escape the chills and chase thrills this February with a winter escape giveaway. Every Saturday, play for the chance to win a share of $128,000 in premium play and prizes from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. Then at 11 p.m., two lucky Access Club members will escape the winter blues with a $10,000 travel voucher. It's the winter escape giveaway, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway, reimagined. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI's science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan on a Wednesday broadcast. Superfly Hayes is on a rattlesnake hunt out in Arizona. Eric Zane from the Eric Zane Show podcast is filling in as our executive producer. Next segment, more with Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com. We'll talk about the transfer portal. Will that Michigan defense have even more poachers lining up? Looks like Will Johnson is going to stick around. Clayton will give us the latest on that. Also, we'll look ahead to spring football. You can answer our Flying Ace Whiskey. Huge question of the day. How good of an NFL quarterback do you think J.J. McCarthy will be? You can drop your comments on 866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Friday, I'll be at Outdoor Rama at Suburban Collection Showplace in Novi. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com will join me during uh, the full show. We'll be broadcasting from the Impact Power Sports 
set up. Lomas Brown will be there, meet and greet, two until four with Impact Power Sports, and they'll have Lomas's Lions custom tricked-out golf cart that you could win this summer during our huge golf event at the Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. Just text IMPACT to 21000. Text IMPACT to 21000. You'll be in that drawing. And if you're going to be at Suburban Collection Showplace this weekend for Outdoor-Arama, join the huge show with Lomas Brown and Drew and the crew at the IMPACT Power Sports setup there on Friday. Three until six, I'll be broadcasting statewide. And Lomas Brown, the former Lion, will be doing the meet and greet with Impact Power Sports. Two until four. And if you're looking for your own custom golf cart, any style, any colors, anything you want, Michigan's newest Yamaha golf cart dealer, Impact Power Sports, can hook you up. Uh, Whether it's for the neighborhood, the golf club, uh, your business, or maybe the lake house, Check out Impact Power Sports, 14-mile road in Rockford, just north of GR. And you can find out what they do and how they do it. Look for Impact Power Sports on Facebook. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. We are back live across Michigan, our number two on a Wednesday, presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Remember, they're heading into winter sports playoff action. I think wrestling is coming down now to finals weekend at Ford Field. All the info at MHSAA.com. And you can watch on-demand and live boys and girls sporting events right through the playoffs and into the spring at MHSAA.tv. Another 20-minute segment coming up with Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com, one of our Michigan insiders joining us in studio. We'll talk about uh, the transfer portal. They had a surprise losing Saab. Then there was some Twitter buzz and all the mighty destination of Twitter where everybody believes everything they read. I had some journalists say, hey, if you're going to use anything from me, you have to credit me. I said it's Twitter. Smooch my derriere. So Will Johnson, at least, the latest, isn't going anyplace. Is that correct, Clayton? That is correct, yeah. he His dad, Dion, texted EJ Holland, who we work with over at the Wolverine. Who's your recruiting insider. Yes, does a great job. and uh, He said it's, it was all cap, is how Will put it, which means for you're, people doing all the... It means that it's it was a lie. I mean, it basically, he tweeted after Keon Sab, Michigan safety, was who was in the transfer portal, committed to Alabama. I guess he tweeted the eyeball emoji at him, you know, to his commitment, deleted it, 
there was really no rumor of him leaving. It was Alabama fans seeing that, deciding that, hey, he may come, and Will Johnson's obviously one of the best players in the country. So it was kind of fan fiction, but they probably saw enough of it over the last 36 hours and just said, all right, we're going to put this out there. So, I mean, that's huge, you know, keeping the roster intact, but especially a kid from Detroit whose dad played at Michigan, uh, that would be the worst nightmare, I think, of Michigan fans. If there was a guy they were going to lose to the portal this year that you don't want to, it would be Will Johnson. So that's big, and uh, the portal – Closes for Michigan players on the 23rd, so in, in a couple days. Is that the Harbaugh 30-day window? Yeah, that's the 30-day window. It'll open back up on April 15th for everybody in college football, and it's 15 days. It's going to be chaos, I think, with guys going in, but guys that realize after spring ball that they're not going to start or uh, that they can get more money elsewhere. So it's going to be full-fledged free agency. Again, we saw it in December, but this is a condensed time period, 15th through 30th of April. It's going to be chaos. Don't you think most schools would try and get their spring game over before the transfer portal opens? Or you do it, you know, you try to keep them around as long as you So you're doing five more days where they don't Michigan's on the 20th. I don't think it has to do with that, but... uh, A lot of them are on the 20th. But it's interesting. Okay. I'm seeing a lot are on the 20th, and I think Michigan State is. Normally schools kind of look, and the Big Ten also looks because they'll show, they'll do a day of spring ball, right? Yeah. And and they, I've seen the twentieth. I wonder if that's a universal way now of trying to buy another week. Because how long is that portal open? That that door and window begins on April fifteenth. The thirtieth is when it closes. See, so so there's get, not much time. They get five. They get five days. Here's something we got to watch though when we're watching these spring games: is kids are going to go through spring. By then, you're going to know kind of where you stand, right, on the depth chart. If there are kids who and you never know if a guy's hurt or whatever. They're not going to play in the spring game. Yeah, if they don't play in the spring game. We saw that with A.J. Henning, uh, was it last year or the year before, before he transferred to Northwestern, where it didn't seem like he was hurt. I don't know one way or the other because we don't even get we didn't even get to talk to Harbaugh after the spring games. Uh, but it seemed like that was kind of the case. He went in the portal you know, shortly thereafter and had a good year at Northwestern. I think he's coming back for his COVID year. But things like that are going to happen, right? Um, but I, you know, putting it on April 20th, I don't think it's going to have a huge – impact because guys kind of know by then if they're going to go in or not and but we're going to see guys go in and then come back probably to their school we see that here and there um but you know money's changing hands like crazy in these situations i mean i don't know for a fact but you look at keon sab who just left entered the transfer portal from michigan on friday by monday he was enrolled at alabama they have i guess trimesters or or i don't even know if they do school down there an actual new semester for sab yeah well, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't even know if you have to go to class down there, but that's basically what's happening. Uh, and, and guess who broke the news on Keon Sab declaring? Did you see this? It, it was, was broken collective. by a, guy's, a guy who runs their collective, NIL collective. So, you know, it's just chaos out there. Yeah, and so the Michigan collective for the Michigan football fans listening – you know, Will Johnson will be taken care of. There is a tier level mm-hmm. for Michigan football players based on how much they mean to the program. Is that is that is that all in place right now, or still a work in progress? I think it's always a work in progress, but that seems like, from the way I understand it too, is what they've wanted to go with. And I'm sure this is happening around the country too. And actually, Keon Sab is a great. 
example of this, right? You have your Will Johnsons, Mason Graham, Colson Loveland, guys that can be all Americans next year for Michigan. You know, whoever wins the quarterback job will be in that, you know, type of tier. Then you have your your next line guys, you know, the the starters at the other positions, maybe not as valuable, guys that haven't proven themselves completely. And then there's kind of and I think Keon Sab would be in that level, right? Where you're kind of making a certain amount. Then you have your tier three and maybe, you know, freshmen that come in, get a certain amount or whatever it is. But Keon Sab's a great example because uh, Makari Page and Rod Moore come back at safety. He was kind of slated to be the third safety for Michigan. But if you're a desperate team like Alabama that lost almost 30 guys to the transfer portal, you're kind of a tier one guy for them. Alabama lost 30 guys to the transfer After portal? After Nick Saban's retirement. I mean, a few went to Ohio State. Um, or I think it's over 20. Yeah. Wow. And, and Washington was about 30. Uh, after Kalen DeBoer left for Alabama. So they're trying to rebuild their roster. And Michigan, in, in comparison, let's just say Two. this. Yeah. Because, and there's a way to look at that, though, Clayton. You can look at it that does that low number mean they all love more? Or is it a fact that there may not be more than six to eight guys that the other big boy schools would be willing to pay for? Well, yeah, I mean, there are right? you there are some that, that could command – a lot of money, and we've already heard about that. Who, who, who could command? Mason Graham, probably, right? Mason Graham, Kenneth Grant, Grant defensive tackle, awesome. Colston Loveland, who PFF named today the top returning tight end in college football. I mean, I think those guys, clearly Will Johnson, um, you know, guys like Rod Moore, who's going to be senior. He's not going to go anywhere. He I don't think people were back, talking but. about Sab. Like, no, he was this guy be was amongst the elite for no. Michigan. He had a, a strong finish. To last year. Yeah, so due to injury, he, he stepped in and started in the national championship game, had two pass breakups, six tackles, um, was really, really key for them, big tackle. in Probably the Probably that Bowl. game got him to Alabama. Well, so he's in, he's playing Washington in that game. Kalen DeBoer is Washington's head coach, now at Alabama. He also played against Alabama, so the staff that's still there at, at Alabama saw him firsthand. So, yeah, I mean, that, that, that doesn't surprise you. And he was a big-time recruit, so he had relationships everywhere. Courtney Morgan is also – he was Michigan's uh, director of player personnel, recruiting director, um, now is at Alabama. So there were relationships there. It's not maybe all money, but, um, yeah, that stuff is happening. You know, it, it, Michigan hasn't been hit too hard by it yet, as you mentioned. I also think part of that was because the timing of when Jim Harbaugh left, classes were already in session. It's harder to join a school that's not as much of, you know, as much of a football factory as Alabama is, right, where they don't really care as much about school. So we could see more guys leave after the April period. But what that does is buys Sharon more time to get the program, you know, in, in line, get his vision, get his entire staff hired, which seems like is, is happening. He's adding more to the recruiting department, but they have the coaching staff filled. And then these players can, you know, learn more about what the program is going to be like under Sharon more by the time April 15th comes around. And he gets a chance to spring ball to see what he has. For sure, yeah. Because he may for, do the reverse and go back to the portal oh, looking for guys to. to bring in, right? He's going to, right? And so, and you have to. Now, you know, I, I've heard some people say, and we had a comment when we were doing our live. You can't do too many guys. Like, I I, I think Michigan basketball has sure. too many transfers. Mel Tucker learned that, that you can't, yeah. you can't keep flipping your roster every year. No, I agree with that. And you want to get in a spot where you don't have to do that. And Mel Tucker, I think, had to do that early on, and it paid off with – uh, you know, Walker and everything else. But when you're Michigan, I don't think you're going to have to do that. I think they can go with what they've done over the last couple of years where you kind of spot recruit out of the transfer portal. They had eight or nine last year, and they all had big roles. So it can work. It doesn't mean they're all starters, but a lot of them contributed. Some of them were starters. Uh, but you have to 
use the transfer portal to your advantage now if you're a coach because huge no player on your roster can give you a guarantee that they're going to be there so you have to bring in as much talent as you can and of course there's a scholarship limit so you can't go completely overboard but you got to bring in guys and you can't be afraid to make some of these guys that are already on your roster compete for their jobs because they could go at any moment um and that's the balancing act that coaches have right now in college football. I don't envy them in their position, but it seems like Sharon Moore is ready for that. And he's talked about it. he wants to he's going to embrace all that, the new age of college football. And he wants to be aggressive with that. So, no, they're not going to bring in 20 transfer portal guys. But would I be surprised in April if they go and get, uh, you know, six or seven or four or five? No, I, I would actually be surprised if if that wasn't the case. And they could fill some holes on the on the roster like they did last year, including maybe quarterback. That's a huge one out there. Well, Tuttle got a seventh year of eligibility. Yeah, so he'll be able. He's to, twenty-four. Yeah, he, he can hang out with his kids during the day and then play <laughs> football at night. He's got his seventh year. I, I still think he's a backup type, right? He, he always has been. Yeah. He started five games at Indiana. Um, you know, he did rise on the depth chart last year to the backup, and I think they would have trusted him to an extent if he were in there last year. They had a lot of talent around him. Um, and you had a great defense that he could lean on. That could be, you know, that could be an option where you have a guy who's 24 years old, who has experience starting games. He's played a little played Jake Rudock ish, right? Yeah, I mean, I would say Rudock was probably better. You know, he had a better arm and everything, but but something like that, right? Where when you are 24, like that's an advantage. Well, they're not going to be a, a Big Ten championship contender this fall. That's my opinion. I mean, I'm thinking nine and three is the best side of this. Maybe. And 9-3 and three still might get you to the expanded college football playoff with 12 teams. It could, especially with that schedule that they have. I mean, we're going to be covering games. You and I are going to be talking in September about Michigan-Texas. A month later, we're going to be talking about Michigan-Washington. A month later, we're going to be talking about Michigan-Oregon. Then Michigan-Ohio State. It's going to be wow. an incredible, an incredibly exciting season. And that quarterback um, position is so big. It's and, huge. That's is, why I'm not willing to, to is say it one way or is, Can he throw? I think he can throw a little bit. I mean, he's a great athlete as well. Here's the thing: if you're going to go with Alex Orgy, who's the six foot three, two hundred and thirty five pound, you know, on the Bruce Feldman's freak list, you know, as your quarterback, is if you look at the other weaknesses on the roster, what's the other position that they're not strong at and lose a lot at? It's wide receiver. He might be actually kind of the perfect fit because if you're not going to have those dynamic weapons to throw to. Just lean into the run game. Him, Donovan Edwards, tight end short, is a safety Yeah, yeah short throws to Loveland. Sure. So Edwards gets a ton of carries, you know, 20, 25 a game, right? Yeah, and I think Edwards is going to benefit, too, from having an offseason of being healthy. He had two surgeries last offseason. Uh, you know, so I think he's going to be a good running back. They have another, you know, a few other guys that can contribute there. So if you lean into the run game and make it Alex Orgy's offense and do Lamar Jackson, Baltimore Ravens from a couple years ago, maybe less, not as much – you know, him being a drop back passer last year, that offense could work. And you lean on a great defense that brings back a lot. That's why I'm not willing to concede anything uh, for Michigan. So is you because think that I'm defense too low is so saying good. nine and three is no, the top I don't think side? that's I don't think that's unfair, but um I, I don't know. When it's so early, we don't know what the roster's like. We don't know what the opponents' rosters are gonna be like. We don't know who Michigan's quarterback is gonna be. So I don't know. It's not that you know, everyone wants a ceiling or a floor or a prediction. I mean, it's just early for me to say one way or the other, in my opinion. Well, but and also, them. we don't know how the coaches are going to mesh. How you, lot, there's a lot sure. of change here. There is. They had three incredible, the three, the three best seasons back to back to back of Michigan football history. And 
don't you think that even if Jim Harbaugh there, there'd be a drop around, off? There was yeah, because you lose eighteen guys. The schedule to the the draft and you, yeah, you, yeah, the schedule is incredible. You're at Ohio tough. State, you're, you're adding yep. Oregon, like you said, and. Texas, it's be crazy. I mean, it, it is crazy. Yeah, like you could go nine and three. You could go eight and four and might be in the hunt for uh, the last playoff spot if, if yeah, if a lot ten, of teams are beating up on each other. Yeah, I was looking at the rankings for the last couple of years, and really the nine and three teams are kind of the teams that are like eleven through fifteen ish, and then it's so you'll probably have to win nine games to minimum get in the mix there. But you know, and, and you may not get in the playoff. Let's say you go eight and four. But you lost, you know, some close games to these these other top ten teams. You still might be one of the best ten, ten teams in the country. I don't think you'd get in, but that's how tough this this schedule is going to be. Well, and the argument for that twelve spot this year would have been three losses against uh, the four loss teams. So instead of okay. that four yeah. that that four versus five argument, it's going to be twelve now versus thirteen and. <laughs> 14 and 15 and it'll be a little less heated because well but your schedule and with Ward Manuel running the playoff the college football playoff committee you know that he's going to get way out in front of everything and make it perfect in the end Clayton Safey perfect yes for the Wolverine.com one of our Michigan insiders uh, in studio so before I let you go and David Gregory NFL PA certified Agent, lawyer by day, Bull Rush Sports Management, based in West Michigan. Uh, he has his client roster getting set for the April draft in Detroit. Uh, now that Sharon Moore has a staff, a couple weeks ago it didn't look too good. People were concerned, but they were focused on uh, recruiting, just getting settled in. Uh, what do you really like about this new staff that maybe was even missing from Harbaugh? That's a good question. Um, it. It's so early to say, but I will say when we look at it here from on paper and, you know, what has been hired, I do like what he did with the defensive staff. I think you would have preferred to keep everybody, right? I mean, including Jesse Minter as your coordinator, but to bring in Wink Martindale, who's 60 years old, who has you know over 20 years of experience coaching in the NFL, seven as an NFL defensive coordinator. I mean, he's seen so much football and, and people are worried, oh, well, he blitzed a lot with the Ravens and. You know, they played a decent amount of man-to-man. You know, the c- comparisons to Don Brown are crazy. Uh, but he's in the NFL for 20 years. You have to change up week to week what you're doing in the NFL. You have to have different answers for these fantastic quarterbacks that you see on a week-to-week basis, especially in the AFC lately. Uh, and then in the NFC the last couple of years when he was with the Giants, you have to do that weekly. So I think that it was a great hire to go and get him. I'm not worried about him being Mr. Blitz or, or too Blitz happy. And Sharon Moore, you're an offensive guy. You now have a guy with loads of experience to run the defense where Sharon Moore can now focus a little bit more on the offense, can focus a little bit more on the other administrative things you have to do as Michigan's head coach. So that allows him to kind of, you know, get some other things done within the program. So the number one thing to me, I think, was the Wink Martindale hire and the fact that you don't worry as much about the offense because Sharon is going to have his hand in that and you keep your staff mostly intact. Uh, you, you worry a little bit more about the personnel there, but I, I just like what he did with the defensive coordinator hire. And it's really a, pretty amazing he was able to get a guy out of the NFL like that when everyone else is going the other way from college to the NFL. Well, they've been running NFL-style defense. Exactly. You go back to McDonald, yep. who's with the Ravens, and you look yep. at Minner, who now is in the NFL with Harbaugh and the Chargers. So yeah, I thought he closed really strong with that. Now, as the everyday guy, yeah. you know, managing relationships, he goes – Players, all that. We'll see what happens with Sharon Moore. 
You can follow Michigan football 24-7 at thewolverine.com. Clayton Safey, uh, one of the great insiders, calls West Michigan home. Mama Safey's making that bubble pizza. He's back <laughs> seeing the family for a few days. My man, good stuff as always. Thanks for having me. This was fun. All right, Clayton Safey, uh, checking out and checking in momentarily. David Gregory, NFL PA certified sports agent, lawyer by day. He's based in West Michigan with Bull Rush Sports. Uh, we'll talk about the upcoming combine. I'll have him answer our Flying Ace Whiskey. Huge question of the day. How good of an NFL quarterback will J.J. Uh, McCarthy B. He has NFL connections. He'll be in studio with us. We'll also get to the legal side of the college football playoff. The expansion, could we see more? Is their deal set, locked in? Could they rip it up and have a new one and go to 16 teams and announce that by the time we get to the fall? They got all the TV money in the world waiting for them. David Gregory in studio. I do have a message for everybody across the state. There are brands locations everywhere, brands in Bay City, Brands in Caledonia, Brands in Holland. You have Johnny Brands in Granville, Johnny Brands on Leonard in downtown GR. Mike Brand Sr. has the Brands in Cascade. Liz Brand Stegeheis, Sean Stegeheis have the Brands in Wyoming at 44th and Division. Brands is the home of happy hours twice a day, 3 until 6 p.m. and 9 until close every day of the week. 299 20-ounce domestic drafts, 325 domestic bottles, glass of house wine, well shot, 499 uh, select craft drafts and apps for only 699 a select group you can choose from. Happy hour twice a day, seven days a week at all brands locations, 3 until 6 p.m. and 9 p.m. until close. For the brands close to you, go to brands.com. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. Save big on fuel with M-Perks. Earn points on your Meyer purchases in-store and online. Then use your points to claim a fuel reward and save up to $1 off per gallon of gas at Meyer. Claim your M-Perks fuel rewards in the Meyer app and ID at the pump to save. Plus, earn points for qualifying Meyer Express purchases and look for exclusive Meyer Express offers. Download the Meyer app to sign up or see Meyer.com to learn more. 10 cents to $1 off per gallon based on points earned. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Wisconsin. Max 30 gallons. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he's a managing shareholder at Dorn Mayhew's Grand Rapids office. Their world headquarters are in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state, and they have locations all around the world. They have over 550 motivated accounting professionals, 90 years in business, and I mentioned the 10 offices worldwide. So if you want to connect and partner with one of the top CPA, accounting, and business firms in the world, they're right here in Michigan. Dorn Mayhew's Troy office on the east side of the state, and Josh Garvey is a managing shareholder for their Dorn Mayhew GR office. Right there by the S-curve, you'll see the new Dorn Mayhew sign. You can find out more. Just Google Dorn Mayhew. That's D-O-E-R-E-N-M-A-Y-H-E-W or Dorn Com. They're one of America's and the world's top CPA accounting and business firms. They're Dorn Mayhew. We played for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions all-pro wide receiver. 
Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. The 51-year sportsman's tradition continues. It's Outdoor Rema at the Suburban Collection Showplace, February 22nd through the 25th. Four football fields of outdoor equipment, boats, and activities. Buy your fishing boat from dealers who know how to rig them right. Meet the lodge operators and guides from Michigan to Africa. Hunting and fishing gear, seminars with guides and pros. Great deals on fishing boats and pontoons. And the lumberjacks are back. Free crossover admission to the Cottage and Lakefront Living Show. It's Outdoor Rema at the Suburban Collection Showplace, February 22nd through the 25th. Huge here with a reminder that this Friday, 3 until 6, I'm broadcasting statewide from Suburban Collection Showplace in Novi. Outdoor Rama 2024 is happening this weekend, and you can join me at the Impact Power Sports setup at Outdoor Rama at Suburban Collection Showplace in Novi. And Lomas Brown will be there on Friday, former Lion, 2 until 4. You can see Lomas Brown's Lions golf cart. You could win and meet him at the Impact Power Sports setup at Outdoor Rama at Suburban Collection Showplace. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. show is back live across Michigan Wednesday broadcast with Eric Zane from the Eric Zane Show podcast. Sitting in at times and also our executive producer. Good stuff from Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com. David Gregory. He is an NFL PA certified sports agent, lawyer by day. NFL draft coming up in Detroit at the end of the month or end of April at the end of this month. Uh, we'll be two months out at the end of this month. Now we'll talk about what's going on in preparation for the draft. NFL Combine is happening a week from this weekend. Uh, busy time. Uh, NFL does a great job of keeping the shield and the branding out there alive. And the college football playoff. So the CFP Board of Managers, Presidents and Chancellors on Tuesday yesterday formally approved the 5 plus 7 model for five champions, 7-8 at large burst. But there's still talk from Big Ten Commissioner Tony Petiti. He'd like it to go to 16 right now. What are they waiting for? Money's out there. Contracts mean a lot. TV deals, who's in, who's out, how long they're going to be. We'll talk about all this with David Gregory. He joins us again in studio from Bull Rush Sports. How you doing, my man? Good. Good to see you, Huge. Yeah, you got the busy look on your face. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a busy time of year. It's combine year. It's draft yeah. season. Right? Exactly. Yep. They're right in the thick of it. So uh, for an NFL PA certified agent like yourself, uh, we talked to you after you went down uh, to the Senior Bowl. Now attention is turned towards the combine, which is sneaking up on us. Uh, with your new client base and list, uh, what's that preparation like? 
Well, uh, for example, last week I went down to Nashville. Uh, I've got a client that's training down at uh, X3 in Nashville, uh, along with a lot of other guys, and I wanted to go down and see my money at work, uh, you know, uh, see, talk to him about how the training was going, how's the food, uh, talk to the coaches uh, and the trainers that he has there. I got a chance to talk to some of the other guys that were training there that – is that Oladipo from Ferris? Yeah, uh, Olare Oladipo, uh, defensive lineman, edge from Ferris. Uh, his former teammate, Mason Pline, uh, the t- big tight end who transferred to Furman, was down there. He so played- he's okay after that knee injury? In yeah, the uh, yes, it looks like. Shrine Bowl, I think it was, right? Yeah, he talked about that. looks like he's going to be able to. He's uh, a big dude, isn't he? He's about 6'7". Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a big fella. He can move. And uh, it was he, he. He told me that he thought he had blown the knee out, but it was it really just that way. it was just a strain. And he's hoping to be able to run at pro day. Is he a Michigan kid? He is from yeah. He's from Fowler, Michigan. Oh wow. Yep. Six seven played at Ferris, right? Played basketballs first, and then went out for the football team. It's almost like your very first client, uh, and that was a year ago. Jake Witt from the UP in Northern Michigan. Uh, a similar path there, right? Well, funny story is. When I told Jake Witt about when I mentioned Mason Pline, he goes, "Oh, Mason tried to recruit me for his AAU basketball team when we were in high school." So, wow, yeah, they do have a very similar story. Yeah, and you got Jake signed by the Colts, so I assume yep. he's uh, recovering from the injury, right? Yeah, he's a uh, Jake Witt is a hundred percent medically cleared as of about six to eight weeks ago, and he's uh, full go training. Uh, he's uh, up in the UP for a couple weeks, actually training with my guys who were up in the UP at his old facility for a couple weeks. Couple days a week, and that's in Marquette, right? That's in Marquette. Yeah, I've got six guys up in Marquette. Right wow, now. yeah, it's interesting. You send them up north. Well, you know, look, I have a guy. I have a guy from Texas Tech. His name's Cole Spencer. I think he's going to test very well. He's an offensive guard from Texas Tech. He was on the Outland Trophy watch list before the season started, but he had a few injury issues. Anyways, he was looking at a, a more experienced agent and me. Um, and then he called me when I was at the FCS national championship game, and he didn't quite say this, but he almost did. Well, I like you, but I really love your trainer uh, because, you know, he'd done some video chats with him. He'd talked to Jake Witt about him. He'd seen what he'd done for Jake Witt and what a good pro day he had. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm from, I'm from Kentucky. I don't care. Uh, I'm going to go up north. I'm a country boy. I don't care. I'm going to go up there because I like your trainer and I like his track record. And I even had – I've had some guys tell me they've seen some of the videos that we've posted. They're like – that guy up there in the UP, his name's Dustin Branch. I was really doing some advanced stuff on plyometrics and 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 the leaping ability and the broad jump. He's he's really he's a cutting edge trainer, despite the fact he's up in the UP. And in the UP, when it is the combine senior bowl draft training period, which would be January, February, uh, there's not a lot to do outside of snow sports or training. Well, right. We, we like to say, so his sales pitch to me, actually, when Dustin, uh, and when I first started working with him with Jake is, hey, it's like, he goes, well, Dave, you know, it. I went to school there. He goes, it's like Rocky Four up here. He's like, there's nothing to do but train. You know, we're, we're putting the, the big logs on your back. And, you know, if we go outside, we're, you're going to run in a blizzard. Well, for you, with Bull Rush Sports and David Gregory, NFL PA certified agent, joining us in the studio here on the Huge Show across Michigan. The Combine has become TV-friendly. A lot of the invites are from big-name schools. They want people to have a relatable experience. For you, uh, as a standalone agent with Bull Rush Sports based in West Michigan, you mentioned uh, getting wit drafted and signed with the Colts from a year ago. What's the Combine week 
like for you, even though your guys may not be in the combine? Yeah, well, number one, you go down there because it's uh, we're here in Michigan. It's down in Indy, so it's so accessible. Five-hour drive from here, right? If yeah. that, number one. Uh, Jake will probably be down there, so I can say hi to Jake. But it is a football convention. Anybody and everybody in pro football or the football business, really, including major college football, is going to be in Indianapolis next week. All the media, all the agents, a lot of the trainers, all the team personnel, all the scouts, um, the whole draft industrial complex is going to be in Indy. They're all going to be downtown in about a five or six block radius. And you can just basically you just go hang out at the uh, Starbucks at the JW Marriott and you'll see anybody and everybody in football. And you just sit so it's, there. It's total networking, right? Yeah, it's, a, it's again, it's like a football convention. And for you being a, again, you're into year two now as an NFL PA certified agent and you're building your roster. You had one last year and you're up to what? Well, I've got seven guys. This seven year. now. Yeah. So it's growing and you're doing it uh, the right way. And you start these conversations because I assume your guys will all be part of a pro day yes. or workouts, right? Yeah. So the schedule is uh, next week is the combine. 320 people are invited. Uh, they do the medical, they do the height, weight, they do the on-field testing. Um, and But then the first week of March, we'll start pro days where essentially every major college campus and a lot of minor ones will have scouts converge to do identical testing to all the prospects there. Now, a combine guy who has a combine invite might uh, get do his, all his testing at at, um, excuse me, at the combine, then he may do a couple position drills. Or if he didn't do vertical jump at combine because he wasn't ready, he, he might do it at his pro day. But it's also an opportunity for a lot of guys who weren't invited to the combine to do the identical testing. So your pro days, uh, a lot of D2 schools and smaller schools will hook up with a bigger school that will allow players to be a part of that pro day. What's the pro day setup for you? And your, well, and your clients. Well, last year, Jake Witt went to the Central Michigan University uh, Pro Day because a couple scouts have to request it. Uh, if you're from a smaller school that isn't having a Pro Day, you can go to a Pro Day at any school in, in the same state. But generally, the, a scout has to request it of the host school. Um, and that's where you come in as an agent, right? Yeah. Now, the GLIAC, the, the, the Division II league that Grand Valley and, and Ferris are in, for example, in Davenport, they have a joint pro day uh at saginaw valley this year um that's fantastic yeah they do and there'll be a lot of scouts there uh you know quite frankly there's a lot of good players in the gliac and uh there'll be 15 to 20 teams there is my guess and i'll have potentially one guy there uh, uh, larae oladipo may go to one of the bigger schools we don't know right now but we're working on it and, and you work on that you talk with these yeah. uh, but the gliac doing it i think it's wonderful and the saginaw's got a really nice indoor facility uh, and, uh, you know, it's a, it's a great facility to have it. And then Central Michigan, Michigan State, uh, they'll all have uh, a pro day in the same week. That'll be that essentially that second full week of March. I like the GLIAC doing it because they are uh, – is, is it an argument that they're the premier D2 conference in America? I don't think there is an argument. No. They are the premier, and they put the most guys in the league uh, as a conference. Yeah, and even I, I saw Tony Anise's recruiting class was ranked ahead of a lot of D1 schools. Yeah, sure. oh, it's amazing. It's a, There's just a ton of talent. Top D2 recruiting class, but also uh, head of schools like Navy, Air Force, New Mexico State, I think Troy, uh, That the power of yeah. the GLIAC. Now you know, and for anybody listening where 
your kid had a dream, has a dream, because of the access to the internet, huddle, videos, you mentioned FaceTimes. It, you don't have to, it, it used to be get to the combine or a pro day, and that was your only shot to get drafted, right? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> there's an explosion now, really, of opportunity and exposure. And again, we, we've got a guy named uh, Tavion McCarthy. He was at NMU, and he went to Mercer, an FCS school. We put up a video of him doing um, his vertical jump on a pad. He did 46 inches. And we've got 5 million views on that, that video. That's a pretty good uh, – 40, 46 I, might be – I think I saw – the NFL Combine record might only be 47 or 48, right? Yeah, it's it's up there. now. So, and then I've got draft media guys contacting me, and then that leads to scouts going, oh, wow, that guy's interesting. So we I want to see him. him at a pro day. Yeah, and right? he's gonna he's, he has a pro day down at Mercer, and he's got a couple good teammates who are receivers. All 32 teams are going to be at little FCS Mercer University on March 15th, whatever it is. I get the – Invites for the big school kids, young men for the Combine and Indy. But I really think with the evolution, and you mentioned the GLIAC having their own day or going down to Mercer, there there almost needs to be, and you have enough television to cover it. And I don't know if it would be that same weekend, but maybe that Sunday might be like a another day. It won't be on NFL Network. might be on CBS SN where it would be combined to, where, where here's another 100 names, 150 names that get invited. The NFL people are already there all weekend, and you have that Sunday now is the final day, and it's a, they, they go through their workouts, and the teams can look at it, and it's on one of the NFL family of networks. Well, yeah, I think there's no shortage you need to of demand. Or, you yeah, need I, to organize it. Like you find a great uh, indoor stadium. Like you go to Detroit, go talk to Mark Hollis at, uh, you know, Detroit Sports Commission and say, mm -hmm. hey, you know what? Well, let's do a combine that could be combined. Could be high school kids going to college one day and the combine the next day is for uh, D2 uh, NAIA, yeah. uh, JUCO kit, whatever it is, right? Who's eligible for the draft? Yeah, I, I, I think it's a great idea. I think you and I ought to do that. Bill. Bull rush. Uh, the, it, it's the bull called rush the bull company. rush. But it, it, it'd be like running with the bulls in Spain. But, but for scouts to be able to attend, it does have to then be sanctioned. That's by the why NFL I think the Sunday level. in Indy would be. It's either the Sunday in Indy, or you move it to a weekday in Indy where it would be the next 100. You know, the yeah, NFL exactly. could brand it, and they take the D3 guys, D2, NAI. They take these YouTube sensations. Yeah. And they market it. And, by the way, um, everyone's already rolling in. They'd add one day on their schedule, and they're going to get 100 guys they can lay eyes on. Hey, I'm, I, I'm writing it down right now in my notes. Huge. Um I, I do. Want, I like the bull rush. I, I, I really I, do. And if that <laughs> happens, all I want is seventy-two percent of that, that's, royalties. That's uh, very generous. Uh, I, 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 I would. I, I'll go seventy. Okay, but uh, we'll call it. We'll 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 agree I like to disagree. the bull rush. Mm. I, I do want to mention though uh, one thing that's interesting that's happening this year that you, you all you draft nuts out there might want to pay attention to is the Big Twelve 
is doing the first ever conference wide, you know, major conference uh, joint uh, pro day, and they're doing it at Jerry World in in Dallas there, at the end of at the end is. of March. That, I didn't know and it's going to be on TV. That's my point and the, here. And guess what? The conference is paying for the guys to fly them down there, so the agents don't have to pay for it. They're putting them up at a hotel, and they're turning it into a made for TV event, and people are going to watch it. And I bet you. The SEC does it next or whatever. And Big Ten will do it. Yeah. And that could be that there's your Ford Field thing. Yeah, exactly. Right? There, there's your your Ford Field way of doing it. And then get getting get cities to bid to host you to pay hey Big Ten. Marquette at their dome. You're yeah, doing the bull rush. <laughs> I don't know if there's enough hotel rooms in Marquette, but they could, they could stay in those little uh, heated tents. There you go. Yurts. Is that that's what they're called? Yeah, it's called a yeah, and I, I don't I don't got time to break <laughs> down the entire uh, UP uh, Urban Dictionary there. Uh, David Gregory, he is an NFLPA certified agent, lawyer by trade. He's one of our sports and legal insiders. Bull Rush Sports, based in West Michigan. Follow them on Twitter. Uh, a lot to talk about more on the Combine. We'll get to college football playoff. Could they get to 16 teams? What about their contract and deal? Uh, We also have David in studio. He'll answer our Flying Ace Whiskey huge question of the day later. How good of an NFL quarterback will J.J. McCarthy be? You can answer that question now at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Bill Simonson here for Flying Ace Craft Spirits. You can chart your own course with small batch American-made whiskeys. And also, they're connected to Folds of Honor here in Michigan, providing four scholarships this year through Flying Ace Craft Spirits to the children of men and women injured or killed in combat. Look for Flying Ace Craft Spirits and that small batch American-made whiskeys in different flavors at local stores or ask for it at your local pub, bar, or restaurant. Fly and Ace exists at the intersection of independence and precision. They distill fine spirits for mavericks, the adventurous, the cunning, and the bold. You can find out more and also order online if you're 21 and up at flyingaspirits.com or look for it in stores all across Michigan or at your local bar, pub, or restaurant. Leonard Skinner. ZZ Top. Friday, August 9th at Soaring Eagle Casino, the sharp-dressed Simple Man Tour. Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top. Tickets start at $38 and are on sale now at the box office at etix.com. Soaring Eagle Summer Outdoor Concert Series. Leonard Skinner and CC Tom. Friday, August 9th at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. 
It's a Farm Direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at roastumber.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer, but he is off on a rattlesnake hunt vacation in Arizona. Eric Zane from the Eric Zane Show podcast. He is our executive producer. He'll be back in studio with me coming up at the end of next hour. If you want to listen to a great podcast from a talented broadcaster, just search Eric Zane Show podcast where you download podcasts, and also Eric Zane on Facebook and Twitter. David Gregory, he is an NFLPA certified agent, lawyer by day with Bull Rush Sports. They're based in West Michigan, connected to players, NIL, all the way through the NFL draft. We'll talk more with David coming up next hour, get in to the legal side of where college sports is going, paying players, paying student-athletes, What about an expansion of the college football playoff before we even get to the 12 team? We'll have more with David coming up next hour. Uh, Remember, if you miss any of our huge opinions, interviews, hours, full shows, our podcasts are free, and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search uh, The Huge Show. And a roadshow reminder on Friday at Outdoorama at Suburban Collection Showplace. In Novi, in the Detroit metro area, I'll be with Impact Power Sports at their setup. Lomas Brown, the former Lion, will be doing a meet and greet two until four. He'll be there with his custom Lions golf cart that you could win this summer from Impact Power Sports. Just text IMPACT to 21000. No purchases necessary to enter. If you want to meet Lomas coming up on Saturday, stop by Outdoorama at the Suburban Collection Showplace in Novi. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association.
We are back live across Michigan. Hour number three on a Wednesday broadcast produced by the legendary podcast host, Eric Zane. My prediction is he'll be back on the radio soon. He has waited for the right moment for his triumphant return. Reminiscent of a deposed dictator coming back at the request of his people. So thank you, Eric Zane. Eric Zane Show podcast, wherever you download podcasts, look up Eric Zane, Facebook and Twitter. David Gregory is an NFL PA certified sports agent, lawyer by day, part of Bull Rush Sports Management. They're based in West Michigan. He's joining us in studio. We talked about the combine earlier. We'll get to what the Big Ten and the SEC getting together are all about. And they have a lot of power because, you know, TD, David, said he favors 16 playoff teams right now. Why are you waiting? Because you're going to give four teams a buy? It's about the money. It's about extra revenue. How long is that well going to be there? And I think it will be there for a while because, as I was talking with Clayton Safey last hour, you have all those streaming platforms now that will get into the next round of bidding for sports, they they see how many people are watching sports on streams. Well, yeah. What is it? They went from they they did adopt the five and seven. So five conference, the highest five rated well, conference. Well, well the P four plus the highest G five conference champion, and then seven at large. And it sounds like Petiti in particular is making a lot of noise about. Well, we need to have four automatic qualifiers for the Big Ten and the SEC. And that's causing a lot of consternation. And if there was um, eight automatic qualifiers essentially out of twelve, then maybe a twelve-man, a twelve-team playoff doesn't make much sense. Um, look, I think, and they're going to use the threat of them breaking away and doing their own thing, which I don't think they're going to do, but they're going to threaten to do it to get what they want. So they want what they're saying is they basically. Petiti, I think, wants a 16 because he wants the SEC and the Big Ten to have guaranteed spots, right? Yes, and what they also want is, um, well, they want to talk about format. We're talking about that, but voting rights and revenue dis- revenue distribution. You know, right now, every P5 team or P4 team, whatever, gets about $6 million from the, the, the CFP. That's their payout. Um, that seems small compared to what they get from – TV deals, right? Well, yeah, they don't think they like the formula, and I think the Big Ten and the SEC want to have, you know, number one, the money's going to about double. But even they don't want to just go from $6 million to $12 million as their cut. They think they probably ought to be getting more like 20 or $30 million because they're the big dogs. And if they did break off, they could do their own NFL-like playoff structure with uh, eight teams from each conference play up, and they have their own – National championship game because college football playoff isn't part of the NCAA. Right. It's completely independent. And again, I think the Big Ten, the, the P2, the Big Ten, and the SEC are going to use the threat of secession, as I've said before, to get their way on, on, on a number of issues in the CFP. And I think they want to drive changes in you know college football generally in terms of what are we going to do with NIL? Uh, what are we going to do with a revenue share with the players? good guy, we're probably going to have an employment model here. Let's just get down to it instead of fighting it like the NCAA does. Well, we've talked before, David, that 
You know, if the Big Ten and the SEC took football private away from all their other sports at their universities to try and avoid Title IX because this talk of paying uh, athletes or athletes becoming employees, which is out there in the latest Dartmouth case, it's been there in that Northwestern uh, suit a couple years ago. Under Title IX, you have to pay every single student athlete on that campus, including non-revenue producing sports. And where do they come up with that money? Right. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you've got a uh, Title IX is the bugaboo, but you know, if they're employees, does Title IX exactly apply? But there's non-discrimination laws. The whole thing gets rather murky. What, what do you think is a good number? Fair, because Harbaugh preached revenue share even on his way out uh, at Michigan, on his way to uh, the Chargers in L.A. What do you think is a realistic number they could say that every football player would become an employee and make this amount of money? I'm talking in the P4, the big boys of college football. Forty or 50000 I think you could guarantee forty to 50000 comfortably for every scholarship player, assuming we still have scholarships. And then if you're a That's star. That's 85 guys. And if you're a star, there's different levels, just like there is minimum yeah. salaries in I'm talking like pro a, sports, right? I'm talking like a minimum. Uh, floor, yes. That's what I'm hearing at like Michigan, and I don't know if it's completely in place, but they're having like a, a tiered system where there is a base that you get for playing there. So not just some guys are getting yeah. money and the others aren't. And then your draft projection, your how many games you started, yeah. uh, your player rating, you can go up to a tier one. That's how J.J. McCarthy could make a ton of money. Yeah. Basketball didn't have that in place, and that's why Hunter Dickinson reportedly went and got almost 10 times the money Michigan was offering. And again, it's off of Twitter. We don't know what's true with these dollar figures being thrown around. Well, if anywhere can afford to pay basketball players or would pay basketball players top dollars, Kansas. Yeah, but look at Kansas right now. Now you get chemistry, you get a bunch of new faces, you put them together, you're great early, and you're hitting a wall. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's... You know, look at Juwan Howard, all the transfers. And Kentucky, oddly, is, hasn't. it feels like they're not who they used to be. And they should be ruling this new era of college Well, because they're probably saying, you know, Kentucky, like, maybe Saban getting out. Hey, I don't like it when everybody else can pay. <laughs> <laughs> right? That, I, it, that is a great point, how Kentucky's just disappeared. Yeah, it seems And you would think with me. all that blue blood money in Kentucky – they, they would be up there at the top. But maybe Calipari, like Izzo a little bit, is saying, no, I'm, I'm still going to try and recruit a team. But when you're not winning and you're not going to Elite Eights or Final Fours and the fans are going to start howling, but Calipari knows he controls his own exit just like Izzo does at MSU. That's why I think a lot of these college coaches, football and basketball, the revenue sports, a lot of them are getting out. Some will say, like Dylan Hammond, Arizona State, hey, I love it because you're a new coach and you're making big money. But the old guard that did it this way for decades, they want no part of this. No, I don't, you know, I don't think they want to, and I don't blame them. And, and it, who would have ever thought that the NFL would be considered a more sane lifestyle and working environment than major college football? 20 years ago, it was just the opposite. I wonder how much longer is will We'll, we'll put up with what's there with no rules in place because it's – is it a salary cap? What do you – you, with these collectives, 
Because it reminds me of baseball before the luxury tax where Steinbrenner could go out and buy a championship, right? Mm-hmm. You could, and, and now there's salary caps and there's a baseball doesn't have a salary cap, but they have the luxury tax. So you're the NCAA. What do you put together to try and bring some fairness to what is a pay-to-play you system right now? You cannot unless they are employees who collectively bargain. Because that's the only way they can be essentially be exempt from state and federal antitrust so, laws. So is is the best way, and that's my point now, David, is the right path actually with NCAA big boy power four conference schools and the rest to go push for them being employees as fast as they can? Yes, because they're going to be named employees. It's The courts are going to do it. The regulatory agency is going to do it. Events are so going to— So you get in front of this. You're going to have, you can have a system now. Do you want to be forced, or do you really want to shape this? And you'll thing? have a collective CBA, collective bargaining agreement like you do in other it's sports. It's going to happen. So period. if you do that now, that's my—if you do that in D1 sports right now, and you make them employees, the question—there is the hiring practices in terms of discrimination, but I do think— You'll eliminate the Title IX requirement to pay everybody. I, yes, and that's, if you make revenue only producing, now you're a lawyer. I don't know this. With NCAA D1 member institutions, could you make employees only of revenue producing sports? I don't. I think and that, that could be men or women. It could be like I UConn think basketball. I think right? that's a problem. I, look, here's the the funny thing about the Dartmouth cases, and people talk about well. But, you know, like Ivy League basketball, they don't make any money. They don't produce any revenue. They don't do scholarships. But it doesn't matter. It's the control. It's the control exercised by the athletic department and the coach over the athlete that makes them an employee. Would you have to include all the the revenue if there's a – all right, so there's a business that's a nonprofit and they don't have revenue coming in. I'll just say this. And then there's a – IT company that's making billions, right? Do they have to, do you have to make everybody, so if you have non-revenue sports in the NCAA, which would be, you know, rowing, tennis. Yeah, sure. uh, Wrestling, I know Iowa, you know, Oklahoma State will draw, Iowa will draw, some schools do. But for the most part, sports that aren't producing revenue. Would you have to legally make them employees if you made revenue-producing sports and those athletes employees if, at a school? If you didn't recognize them as employees, they would just petition the, the National Labor Relations Board and be found employees. Even Look, if they don't have any revenue coming in? Yes. It's the control. It's the control element exercised over their labor. So their labor, even though the scout – and now here's another thing with becoming employees. I mean, again, does, I'm just, scholarship, I'm, does your scholarship become income? Potentially, yes, and probably, and probably, yes. So could you not then make the argument as employees that if the tennis player is getting a scholarship, and I assume they probably do a lot of halves, quarter scholarships, right, in yeah. the non-revenue sports. If they're getting a scholarship, you would list that as their income. Yeah, it probably would, number one. But number two, you mentioned something interesting. The only way you can limit income and have a salary cap and equalize anything is through a collective bargaining agreement. Otherwise, you run afoul of state and federal antitrust law. So the collective bargaining agreement from your legal side would state what the rules 
would be what people are paid. Everything is spelled out. Yep. Just like the the NFL collective bargaining. So agreement, what you're what you're saying right which now, which covers practice time, uh, any number, cost, right? Yeah, uh, medical, all this, right? Yeah, what's covered during training camp, and what their per diem is, and what their benefits are. It spells it all out in excruciating detail. So if, if I'm the you know, Big Ten SEC, and maybe they're leading the charge here. I, I'd go down the employee route as fast as I can. I would, but I'd put them in a, uh, I would have a spinoff for-profit entity that I'd put them in for the reasons you and I have talked about, quasi-privatize football and basketball and see if you can get away with, not get away with it, but you know what I mean. I, I would really move towards the employment model on football and basketball for the big-time schools. And start there and then see yeah. who comes after you legally. Yeah, and then, you have to and then add, maybe right? a new model yeah. could come up with for you know less than the the big boys, and I, you probably could. But look, I'm just saying. I've always said it's the going to happen. All right, and again, people who I've had this argument for my you know 32 years plus doing a talk show across the country, when when people say, "Well, look at the money the schools are making off those athletes," and even what Harbaugh said, and I'm like, okay. Well, what was it cost to go to Michigan a year? Sixty, you think? Sixty. Insta- you can, yeah, you could safely say it's sixty thousand to 60, go to so state. You get four years, sometimes five, mm-hmm. to finish a degree. We'll just go four. It's two hundred forty thousand dollars because you were good at football, hockey, basketball, whatever it is. And I've always said this about back in the Northwestern fight for unionizing, right? Okay, then it's income. So you're going to pay taxes on that. Where's the college kid going to be able to pay taxes on two hundred forty thousand? We'll go, you know, thirty percent tax bracket for the sake of this argument. You're going to you're going to owe sixty grand at the end of the year. Where you could put a club moniker on that sport, you're not going to fight. Okay, go ahead. You want to take us on? You want to take on those uh, basketball, football, hockey? You know, women's basketball, UConn sports that are revenue producing. You want to take us on? Great, good, good luck. You want to come get a scholarship here? You have to pay sixty grand uh, uh, your entire time. You're so fifteen thousand a year. I uh, yeah, look, I this it does though. It just there's so much, I guess, visibility on this now, and it's become such big business, and it has. At the lar- highest levels, become professional sports, and it you got to watch that. It it's just not is. all male sports and male athletes being deemed employees, and you're leaving out the women because, yeah, they may be able to skirt Title IX, but you're going to get these hornets' nests at these universities. Which, by the way, most schools still put you know academics first uh, before sports. Well, but if any athlete at a Division One school is an employee, then they're all employees, essentially, if it's a varsity intercollegiate sport. So That's probably the easiest the, 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 way well, to but, do it. No, but that's that's a fact. You can recognize some and not others, but that's going to change because somebody will bring a regulatory action. How, how do kids get away with getting a scholarship? Because now they're adults. but Not all are 18 when they get to school, but let's just say in the four years. How are scholarships tax-exempt? You have to ask a tax lawyer, but... I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm just saying. I've always uh, been curious about that, that you're rewarded. There's probably some specific. Or awarded. There's probably some specific provisions of the tax code. But let me get back to one point. That's the problem. If, if, if any athlete at the D1 level is recognized as an employee, then they're all employees. And once they're all employees and have to be treated as such, 
the cost of the enterprise is going to be that some sports are going to go away. They just are. That's what I mean. And they so, just are. And some will become club and non-scholarship. Yes. Correct. And, and those some that will go away will be the non-revenue producing sports. By and large, yes. That, that is exactly what I'm saying. And, and if they're club sports, there's less control being exercised then they don't have to be deemed employees. They're not getting the benefit. They're not getting the benefit of their labor. They're truly volunteering their labor. See, this is a, it's still a slippery or slippery slope going in, David, that how they balance this. I think the easiest way is to privatize college football and basketball. And you privatize it and, it, and it's set aside over here. I know, but what won't go away is this idea of the control exercise over to other the employees athletes and. and, and Collective that bargaining, right? That they're employees, too. And, okay, well, if they're employees, we can't afford that cost. So what so we're happens, not going to do it anymore. Right, uh, so I, I don't know if there's an endless supply of money. I mentioned all the great streaming options. Uh, you know, Netflix could bet, bid on live sports. Apple, you got all those out there, right? What happens then when the revenue streams start to taper off? We've never seen it in sports, but... There must be some limit to it, right? right? I, there must be some limit to our appetite for sports, but uh, it doesn't seem to be. Contracts, yeah. You know, you know, look at Shohei Otani, right? His deal. Look at the money that's out there. I, we've been saying it Mahomes for years. Mahomes is over half a billion. No way they can afford it. No guy's worth a half a billion. There's another Super Bowl for Mahomes, right? Yeah. It's crazy. When, when will the money train end? For what we all read about on how bad things are financially, man, sports is living the high life right now. Yeah, the sports economy seems to be doing well. Very well. Uh, David Gregory, he is an NFL PA certified sports agent, lawyer by day, one of our sports and legal insiders in studio. Also, uh, he is Bull Rush Sports, sports management based in West Michigan. Look up Bull Rush Sports uh, on Twitter. Is this at Bull Rush? It's underscore, a, right? Yeah. At Bull Rush underscore sports, I believe, on Twitter and bullrush.sports on Instagram. Look at you. Come on, the kids it. are all on Instagram, huge. You got it. Yeah. Instagram. Instagram. I can't figure the out how to share anything on Instagram. I can't <laughs> figure that out. It takes a minute. I don't know. I cannot <laughs> figure that out. <laughs> Wait, I don't know. You need I, to go talk to one of your kids. I don't know how to share anything <laughs> on Instagram. So uh, just, you know, easy. Easy way on Google, search Bull Rush Sports. Yeah, there you go. You'll find it. And you'll find it on Instagram and on Twitter. We'll have one final segment uh, with David coming up. Uh, also, he'll answer our Flying Ace Whiskey huge question of the day and his thoughts as an agent on J.J. McCarthy. How good of an NFL quarterback will J.J. be? You can answer that question at one 866 838 That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, and also opt in on that huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. It's time to go on the court with Anthony Bellino. It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of action and excitement because it's a new day for winning only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com. 
The Michigan Wolverines suffered their third consecutive defeat last Saturday night as they fell at home to the Michigan State Spartans 73-63. It was the same old, same old for the Maize and Blue as they turned the ball over 22 times, which the Spartans then converted into 27 points. Factor in a 19-2 fast-break scoring differential, that didn't help Michigan either. And as we've seen throughout the season, those second-half scoring droughts have been brutal. But to have a tied ball game at 63-63 with seven minutes to play and not get another bucket? Well, that's a recipe for disaster. It also gives the green and white rival a clean sweep in the season series. Maybe Michigan can figure it out, but they'll have to do so again tomorrow night without point guard Doug McDaniel on the road at Northwestern at 9 o'clock on FS1. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. The food district is now open. There's something for everyone, from Bubba Coo's Burritos to Bonanno's New York Pizza Kitchen to Guy Fieri's Chicken and Ike's Lovin' Sandwiches. Savor every delicious flavor at the all-new food district. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Bill Simonson here for Flying Ace Craft Spirits. You can chart your own course with small batch American-made whiskeys. And also, they're connected to Folds of Honor here in Michigan, providing four scholarships this year through Flying Ace Craft Spirits to the children of men and women injured or killed in combat. Look for Flying Ace Craft Spirits and that small batch American-made whiskeys in different flavors at local stores or ask for it at your local pub, bar, or restaurant. Fly and Ace exists at the intersection of independence and precision. They distill fine spirits for mavericks, the adventurous, the cunning, and the bold. You can find out more and also order online if you're 21 and up at flyingacespirits.com or look for it in stores all across Michigan or at your local bar, pub, or restaurant. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back live across Michigan on a Wednesday broadcast brought to you in part by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Winter playoff, state tournaments, wrestling coming up, playoffs, boys, girls, basketball, hockey, and more all underway or will be starting with hoops next week. You can follow everything at MHSAA.com. Also, on-demand and live boys and girls high school sports at MHSAA.tv. Eric Zane's show is producing Superflies on that rattlesnake club hunt out in Arizona. And Zane also, PA voice for the Wingstop Farm affiliate, the Grand Rapids Griffins, came walking in with a purple sport coat. Looked pretty cool. A little rat packish. Uh, old school. It but, worked. And I, I told it's working him, for him. That has to be a signature. The, wi- <laughs> the wild, the, the colorful, not wild, but colorful. Uh, He's on the mic in front of like 10,000 at every Griffin's home game, the Wingstop Farm affiliate. I think he needs that, right? A little little flash, a little flair. It's amazing when you see people dress up, you're like, okay, they're getting married or they're getting ready to go to court. (laughs) You're a lawyer. You know what I mean, right? I'm like, Zane's got a court appearance after the show? Look at him. Oh, wait a minute. He's got a Griffin's game tonight. 
All right, so you're an agent. Uh, when you evaluate somebody on, because again, you're not, you're, you're working towards the uh, power four level guys. But when you and look I've got at, one this year. You do, yes. Well done. You got, you've increased your roster from one to seven. Uh, with Bull Rush Sports and David Gregory, NFL PA certified agent in studio, one of our legal and sports insiders. So when you're not fans who watch a player and look at numbers, look at touchdown throw, he scrambled while he's got speed wheels strong. How do you look at a quarterback? Uh, what do you hear from NFL scouts? Because you played at Northern Michigan, you know football. But from the scouts you've talked to, we'll begin with a quarterback. What are they looking for at the NFL level that separates a quarterback from the first round to hopefully being Mr. Irrelevant, which Brock Purdy was at the end of the draft? Well, the things I hear over and over again are good decision-making, good process, quick quick information processing, good decision-making, but more than anything, really accuracy and ball placement. There's a belief that, you know, if you're wildly inaccurate in college, it's hard to get you accurate in the pros. Uh, so that you're roughly who you are in terms of accuracy with some exceptions. Josh Allen was a major exception there. Wildly inaccurate in college, but has, you know, radically improved it. And a rocket arm. Yeah, and a rocket arm. But it, So I think that, again, good, good decision-making. Quick information processing, that's Brock Purdy. And good accuracy and ball placement, that's Brock Purdy. And, and, who's you, not an overwhelming athlete. And, and you didn't mention arm strength because Brock Purdy doesn't have the rocket arm that Josh Allen has, right? Right. I, I do think, I think arm strength to some extent is overvalued among fans. And a They want to see the deep throw all and, the time. Yeah, right? not quite as uh, uh, valued by scouts and teams. All right, so J.J. McCarthy, from what you've been able to watch – during his career at Michigan in the latest the national championship year with solid wins over Ohio State, Iowa, Alabama, and Washington. Three good defensive units in a row, by the way, when you look at Ohio State, Iowa, and Alabama. And it's our flying ace whiskey huge question of the day today. Uh, how do you think J.J. McCarthy uh, will fare in the NFL as a QB, and where do you think he'll go in the draft? Well, a couple of things. I mean, I think he'll go top 15, uh, top 15, late 15, maybe, maybe seven or eight. I think that's his range. Maybe, maybe he could go as high as seven or eight, as low as 15, 16, 17, because there's so much need for quarterbacks. He's a projection more than, than the other uh, first round potential quarterbacks. I heard a good take the other day. He's, he's only has about half the college attempts that every other major uh, prospect has. Because Michigan, he only started two full years, number one. And Michigan didn't throw the ball much, but quite often they didn't have to. So he is more of a projection than these other prospects because he's made about half of the passing attempts that they have. Yeah, so you got Williams, you got Daniels at LSU, Williams at SC in May for North Carolina. I think it's not rocket science to say that J.J.'s that fourth quarterback. Could be the third quarterback. I don't know if he's going to jump in front of May, but – I don't think a jump in front of me. Right, but you know the workouts. So how important are these pro days uh, that, or an individual workout, however it works, where one team says, man, I, we really like well, the AJ. Well, the athletic testing is not that important for quarterbacks, but the workout is and the throws. Right, that's what uh, I'm saying. You know, that is very important for quarterbacks in the interviewing. And, you know, 
I heard Bill Polian, who built uh, he built the Bills and then he built the the Colts. Colts. Yeah, he said one time, "Look, about forty percent of the draft is invisible, and that is the uh, all the interviews, the background, the psychological testing, um, and the medicals." Because you know, forty percent of that the public doesn't see, and that explains some of the decisions that are made. Uh, you know, again, all the things that aren't visible. I mean, everybody knows every number now there is. All the physical testing. All the, they can even watch pro days and combine workouts. And, I mean, they know as much as the scouts know in terms of what the eye can see. But I don't think it's a, at a pro day when if they're doing it in their own indoor facility or own stadium, they're throwing to some receivers that they did throw to. Yes, at that school, but if you're a guy coming in not throwing to your receivers, uh, again, well, Anthony Richardson, his pro day, uh, you know, he did an eye popping combine, and then his pro day was great. Everybody was wowed by him, and he and, and he, he went, shot right up from boom, maybe a second rounder to what well, you know. That's my point here, yeah. where JJ McCarthy, he, does he can he only hurt himself in these pro I day think he workouts? Can only, I think he can only help himself because he's okay. a polarizing prospect. Who's what do you like, mean by what do you mean by that? Well, I, I just think. I think some people think, really. I think um, there's a there's a feeling out there that he's on certain segments. He's only rising this high because there's so much need for quarterbacks, and he's really not that good of a quarterback, and he's going to be overdrafted. And some people are like, no, he's actually undervalued. And a lot of this stems back from he's got half of the attempts that these other quarterbacks have. So he's a Rorschach test. You can kind of project what you want, you know. I think he's got a lot to gain by his pro day and combine performances. Yeah, because I look at J.J. He, he didn't throw the ball enough no, to get a good read on him sometimes. I, I don't feel he's NFL ready right now. That's just my observation from watching him. But in the right situation with NFL receivers, the right coaching staff, could he be a rookie from day one who starts? No, but he could be a guy who in you know a Jordan Love type that – Two years in, maybe a start. But the teams that are likely to draft him right now, if you believe any of this, is or at least there are Raiders. Some, Raiders are one of them in yeah, the top or, fifteen, or the right? Broncos, or or the Vikings, depending on what they do with well, Cousins. The, the Vikings again, if they don't have Cousins signed uh, by the draft, then they're going. But that's what I mean. He's going to go. They're to not going to sign him. They, they're going. He's going to go to a team that probably is going to have him start right away. He was probably at the back half of the draft, and now he's at least in the middle, trending towards the top third of the draft. He's probably going to go somewhere that expects him to play. Well, we were talking, ready off, or not, we were talking off air about JJ before the show. That okay, you're the Vikings, reportedly, whatever it is, you know, cousins, uh, who I heard is back, you know, living in Holland here during the winter. Ninety million, two years. That's the number for him. So you're the Vikings. You know you could draft J.J., or if a May falls or whatever it is, right? And you could get a rookie quarterback, and you have Hawkinson who will come back from a knee injury. Jefferson, arguably one of the best in the business. And Addison. And now you can take money you were going to spend on Cousins for two years and maybe get Hunter back at defensive end, right? And you go with a rookie in a division that, we expect the Lions to win it again. I think they'll be in that twelve and five window. Yeah, the Packer, again. Packers are good, and, and the Vikings have a good roster if they got quarterback. And and you got a coach who's quarterback savvy, and his backups actually performed pretty well. Minus Cousins, they almost stole a, pe- a playoff spot. 
Well, you and I talked about this as well. Uh, of the last 24 start Super Bowl starting quarterbacks, if, if every game has two slots, 12 of those slots were Mahomes, Brady, and Manning. The uh, nine of those slots were quarterbacks on a rookie deal. And none of those slots were tier two quarterbacks on a second large contract, i.e. Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott. Goff. Goff. Yeah. So And the Lions are in that, you know, before you get to the draft here or free agency, really, it's combined free agency in the second week of March and then the draft at the end of April in Detroit where do you pay Goff? I brought this up to Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire last week. And I'm not hating on golf. Do you pay him and pay $31 million, which would be a steal, for this I year? Yeah, I don't think he'll sign and then, for that. And then franchise tag him. He's got one more year left on this deal. Franchise tag him after next year. You got two years out of him. That would be a five-year window. Did you get beyond the NFC title game? Or do you pay him $200 million right now? I, that, that's Brad Holmes. And I do trust him. And, and you mentioned this, which we both agree on. The Lions currently, with ownership, with Holmes' front office, and with the coaching staff, have one of the best decision-making franchises in the NFL as we speak. Purely on football, they are unbelievable. And I remember my dad complaining about, well, the problem with the Lions is that Russ Thomas. I mean, this is before Matt Millen. William Clay Ford. (laughs) Millen, we can go down the list. I mean, Martin Mayhew all over the place. They did not make good football decisions, and they weren't aligned. But they they really are right up there now in terms of their football acumen and their decision-making. They're very well run. They're locked in on doing what's best for the franchise. You know what? And they have an On and off the field. They have an identity, too. They know who they want to be. It's the grit. It's Dan Campbell. It's we want. We don't want just the best guys on the board. We want the best guys on the board who are our kind of guys, and they'll bypass somebody who maybe ranks slightly higher if they believe somebody is more in line with their culture and their character. And I mean, I don't know if they're going to win the Super Bowl or not, but man, it is a well-run franchise right now, and it's impressive to see. Uh, by the way, uh, speaking of making moves that. They need to make the Lions officially have hired three new coaches. And where the biggest changes are defensive line, new coach, and secondary. Dre Bly is out. I'm looking at Jeff Risden's story from LionsWire.com. Deshae Townsend uh, takes over as a defensive backs coach and defensive passing game coordinator last two years with the Jaguars. And Terrell Williams... Uh, we heard about him from the Titans, comes in. They say he's a miracle worker with D-lines. He's running the D-line. So look at Holmes, what he does immediately. A couple of things that stood out. He gets a Canadian guy. He may, not, he may not be an impact player, but there's a message, I know what we need. Then Dre Bly, which Risden and I just talked about last week, I said, he's a weak link. I think they're being nice because he's a former player. They're not going to... They're not going to single them out, but and when they brought in a passing game coordinator, but still had Bly, well, they need the, better players back there too. But right, but point taken. It's, it, it's it's in the direction you need to go. Yes, that coach will know the type of player they need. And what's the message? You know, if if any unit's not performing, you're gone. That's again the hard to believe we're saying this. The Accountability. Lions, the Lions are the best run NFL franchise 
the business. I don't know if I said best. I said they're right off there, though. Oh, yeah. You don't want no tape now. Oh, here comes Mr. <laughs> here comes Mr. Agent. I'm, 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 a, I'm a Packer fan, too. And, and, but, but. An NFLPA certified agent. I don't need tape of other they franchises have, they saying very, Gregory. They've very quickly gone from okay. the worst to right. the upper ranks. All right. No, and, and Impressive. You, and, and your career does span the political <laughs> spectrum. Thank you, uh, David Gregory. Bull Rush Sports certified NFL PA agent. Look up Bull Rush Sports on Twitter and Instagram. Good stuff today. Thank you, Huge. All right, David Gregory, one of our sports and contracts and legal insiders uh, when it comes to the business of sports and also an agent who's growing his roster from one last year, got Jake Witt drafted and signed by the Indy Colts out of the UP and now up to seven players. And we'll be down at his draft party uh, in downtown Detroit, uh, round one, three until six. That's the 25th of April, I think. Is that Thursday? Is that the 25th yeah, or the 27th? Whatever it is. 25, 26, 27. <laughs> whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. I'll throw a Mr. Mom reference. 25th, we're both looking around. There's no calendar. Every Now your calendar's on your phone. No one hangs up a calendar right, anymore. Exactly. I think it's it's a thir- it's a, it's round one of the NFL draft. Right, exactly. It definitely is round one, it's whatever round, that is. Round one, whatever that day is. We're doing the show statewide, and uh, Bull Rush Sports will uh, be having their private soiree uh, to celebrate uh, the draft in Detroit. We'll talk to you soon, Devin. Thanks, Huge. Yeah, we do have one final segment straight ahead. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare, and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerkPerks.com, member FDIC. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. There's a new player in town. Hi, I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver, and I'm talking about Eagle Casino and Sport, the real money mobile casino. It's so easy to play. You can go from wager to winner to wallet just like that. Sign up now and we'll match your deposit up to $1,500. Or you can get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. Save big on fuel with them perks. Earn points on your Meyer purchases in-store and online. Then use your points to claim a fuel reward and save up to $1 off per gallon of gas at Meyer. Claim your M-Perks fuel rewards in the Meyer app and ID at the pump to save. Plus, earn points for qualifying Meyer Express purchases and look for exclusive Meyer Express offers. Download the Meyer app to sign up or see Meyer.com to learn more. 10 cents to $1 off per gallon based on points earned. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Wisconsin. Max 30 gallons. 
Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Eric Zane, our producer, Superfly Hayes, out in Arizona on vacation. Yeah, David Gregory, the sports agent from Bull Rush Sports. We, I saw Zane walk in with a press shirt, tie. I said, oh, wait a minute. Wings top farm affiliate, the Grand Rapids Griffins, must have a home game tonight. Zane is their executive producer, and he's wearing a a really nice sport jacket looking like a member of the Rat Pack or a Vegas show. I didn't, I've never seen Zane dress up ever except for the 43 court appearances and the 18 <coughs> lawsuits. I've never, I've never seen you dress. Look how, look how good the, the jacket looks. And we're on Facebook Live right now. Oh, yeah. Hello, Eric Zane. So I should have warned you. I own your penitentiary. Uh, also, uh, any other. <laughs> Any other jail that's watching right now, thank you so much. It looks good. You, you That has to be your signature. I love the fact that you're telling me how good I look. It makes me happy. Well, I, I'm surprised <laughs> you dress. We never, you know, in radio, we never dress up. Oh, yeah. Well, you do. I mean, you got the, the, the black got, t-shirt. You got the black t-shirt. Sweats on. Yeah, like, the, and the lion's we're, hat. We're doing that. I mean, you're, you're, you look good. You're a professional. You're an NHL caliber. PA announcer yeah. tonight, Griffins at home against Texas. Go to griffinshockey.com and get your tickets. Uh, how many how many colored uh, sport coats do you have? Oh, I thought you were going to say something else. Um, I got red, green. Is that your signature thing? Yellow, purple. Yeah, I've, I've been, uh, yeah, you got to come to a game. I always wear a different color jacket. All right, if, if you're watching on Eric Zane's show, Facebook Live right now, Please comment on how often you've seen Zane actually dress up. Just give me a note. Well, if they go to the game, you got to go to the game, and and we got to get you out there to the game. You know, you got to pay me. <laughs> you, gotta, you have to pay me to go. Good stuff, Zane. You look, you, you really do. I'm impressed with you dressing up. I'm impressed. when you see people dressing up for the first time, you're like, wow. It's never happened. I, I usually know, come I, in here just wearing sweats. I didn't sweats. realize that there actually is some normalcy. Uh, to Eric Zane, that he's a normal guy. He looks good. Oh, come on. All right. Enjoy the game. Today. Thank you, Bill. Thank you. Uh, uh, fast three days on the show, my man. Enjoy uh, Texas and the Wingstop Farmer Phil at the Grand Rapids Griffins. Winning Wednesday, they win. You get a ticket, right? That's right. All right. 
Knock it out of the park. We'll see you tomorrow. You got it, buddy. All right, Eric Zane for the Eric Zane Show. Look that up on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, download your podcast wherever you do. Download uh, your favorite pods, as they say. Now, if you miss any of our show, our podcasts are free, and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts and catch up and listen on your schedule. Big. Bad. Huge.